Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys, dynamite. Hey, hey, how's it going? What you doing? You running? You running? You you you, you, you carpooling to, to to work? What you doing? How you doing? How's your day going? This is Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and welcome to another, another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. Fran, what's going on, man? How you doing? Nothing much. Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Uh, <coughs> I I want to give a quick shout out to Talenti Gelato. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, that's the that's the ice cream that looks like is hair gel. Yeah, uh, comes in that little clear jar with the brown top. Mm-hmm. They came out with this ginger green tea flavor gelato. Mm-hmm. It's in fuego, man. It's like refreshing. You take a bite of it, it, it cleanses your palate, but it's also tasty. So I've been diving into that for you know you know before you got over here to record. And uh, those are, uh, those ice creams are pretty tricky. I went out to the store, Seven Eleven. You can't, like, get, you can't get to Lenti just at 7-Eleven. Maybe, it maybe, like maybe it was like CVS or something. Whatever it was, okay. I saw him, I was like... You dumpster dive. I'm going to try one of these. Gelato, in my opinion. You know. What do you mean? Uh, you know, CVS and, and 7-Eleven are more like... They're more of a Briars. You know, maybe you can get a, a Haagen-Dazs if you're lucky. But some good quality gelato, you're not getting that at a 7-Eleven or a CVS, man. But continue. Are you talking about the one that... You said it comes in a... Yeah, it looks like cl- hair grease. Yeah, what are you, what I'm are just saying, this is limited flavors. They might have a couple of flavors at these establishments. You got to go to like a proper grocery store to get the all the slew of all the flavors and the variety. You're not getting the you're not getting the ginger matcha green tea at a Seven Eleven. But what is your point? Continue, man. You are being like uh, this is a holy level. You being bougie, really? 
Really? I don't, I don't buy gelato at 7-Eleven. Well, yeah, because if I want the flavors, I want... Just continue. One flavor? What if What if CVS has a flavor you haven't tried before? That is bomb. <laughs> I highly doubt they have exclu- have you exclusive been, though? flavors. Have you, have you been, though? I've been in 7-Eleven and looked at their, grocery, their, their ice cream Did section. you see the ice cream that was there? I didn't. No. But, me, personally, okay. I didn't see any gelato at the 7-Eleven ice cream section. I didn't say... I said CVS. What I about saw, like, CVS? you know, Rocky Road, you know... Uh, what about CVS? I'm sorry. What about CVS? CVS? No, I mean, you got me there. I, I wasn't I wasn't okay. checking for ice cream at, All right, at, at CVS. Okay. But I feel like they have, like, you know, the uh, ice cream in the big bucket with, like, the chocolate vanilla and the strawberry all next to each other. The Met, what is it called? The, the Neapolitan. The Neapolitan. That seems like that's more Neapolitan territory. But I'll, I'll take, I'll hold judgment and continue I went story. to a CVS. I didn't say I went to, like, goddamn uh, fucking Mar- Mary's or something to get <laughs> ice cream. What's, what's wrong with that anyway? What's wrong with... Not saying I eat that type of ice cream anymore, but I'm not saying there's anything cream. wrong with it. What I'm saying is the ice cream that I'm talking no, about. No, no, you're throwing judgment saying, Oh, they got the the, the big tub of ice cream with the vanilla the chocolate. I'm just and saying the they strawberry. don't they don't they don't specialize in, you know, select, catered, curated man, flavors you, of ice cream. Uh, That's you, all I'm saying. It, That's all I'm saying, man. It, see, these people don't know. What make me <laughs> what mad? The, what is, don't they know, friend? These people don't know What don't they know? That you used to eat you used to eat Horrible stuff. Have a horrible I've, diet. I've, I've told people about my, McDang, my McGangbang days. I'm not. No, I don't no, no, hide. No, no. Any, I don't it hide. goes way. Whoa, 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 it goes way I don't beyond. hide anything no. from the affirmation. Okay. No, 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 don't no. even. Don't you dare fix your lips to say something no, like that no. about me. It go way, I don't hide anything. It go way from beyond. Them. Goddamn uh, McDonald's gangbangs. Go way. It used to eat. You know, rice krispie treats all the time. They're delicious. You used to drink Sunny D. Tastes great. You used to drink. Uh, what's the other orange drink? Tang. You used to drink Tang. I did drink Tang at a point. Yes. Gross. All of a sudden you. All of a sudden, you drink a oh, essential waters for, and all me, kinds of shit. Excuse me for, for growing in my, and my palate changing. Unbelievable. Why don't you go ahead and continue to tell me about why Talenti Gelato is tricky I don't even want to talk about that anymore because you disrespect CVS and disrespect 7-Eleven, which I will not stand for on this podcast. You do it again, I will walk out this door right now okay, and shut man, this whole well, podcast sit down. Sit down, man. Sit down. Sit down. Relax. Calm down. We'll move on. Calm down. Now, since you're the, you know... The urban food specialist and, and sticking up for my bougie taste and everything like that. Let's move on to another topic I want to talk to you about because I need you to hit the streets. It's time. It's that time again. What is the that? chicken wars have kicked off for 2020. KFC has responded to Popeyes. They have released the double glaze crispy chicken sandwich supreme. I don't have a KFC within 50 miles of my house, so I won't that's be a lie. That. That's not true. 50 miles? <laughs> I won't be trying that. <laughs> it's not 50 t- miles between you and your house and my house, and there's definitely a KFC between the two of us. So I need you to put on your hat because, as I've said, I will not be eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich or anything of these crazes unless it's for the content. And I still haven't had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, so I can't jump straight to the double glazed donut chicken sandwich supreme mm-hmm. before having the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I think that would kill me. Do you go past the Popeye's on your regular commute from here? It's home? not about that, man. I don't, I don't. No, yes or no? Yes. You do? Yeah, yeah. And you just not I was just, like, no. Nope. I'm not in. I don't I'm believe not, that. I'm not in. I don't believe that. I don't want it. That, you don't believe what? That I haven't had it? Yeah, I don't believe that you drove past Popeyes and go, nah, I want to try it. I don't want to try it. Is, is you don't I would only try it for the content. I will eat it on this podcast. Why? Is I'm that? not just because I don't, I don't want to just eat it at home at watching TV. You was doing it before when it was hot. You tried? I didn't try it. You did try. I never had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. You tried. You tried to go and get one is what I'm I saying. I didn't get it though. But you tried though. But now I can just get it. No, and I don't so, want it. Now all of a sudden you've been bougie saying I don't want I don't want to try it anymore because of content. I, this is unbelievable. I don't want to try it for the whole this is uh, what listen, happened to you? <laughs> listen, listen, this man. This is crazy. No, don't flip this on me. I'm trying to send you out on a mission and you're coming to me about chicken sandwiches. This isn't even the chicken sandwich I'm talking about. I'm talking about the double glazed donut. 
crispy chicken sandwich supreme from KFC. Yeah. I need you to go try it and come back and let the nation know what's going on, man. No, what is in you. this food? I'm not doing that. You do it. I'm I can't. I, I, can't I can't risk my system like that. I haven't had the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet. I can't just jump straight to level nine. So you want me to go try it? You've already had the Popeye's in your system. Your body's ready for it. No, thank you. I'm a. I'm a respectfully de- decline that. I'm not that mission. I'm not doing that. You don't like glazed donuts? I'm not doing. I don't like glazed donut with chicken in it. In between it. How do you know till you try? Well, you try it. I'm not trying. No, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> If that put a, uh, a hole in your plans, because I'm not doing that. I don't have a. I don't know where K- KFC is. I need you on the front lines, yeah, man. I can't. I can't. You can't take a hit for the team. No, you do team. it, man. I haven't had the Popeye's chicken an, sandwich. My system wouldn't be able to that take is it. An awful excuse. It wouldn't be able to take it. It's too much. Nice try, but I'm not doing that. Sorry. What I'm not ha- trying. What happened? I'm to not me. trying. Glazed this, donuts. See, this is your. This is who you guys root for. You he won't even me. put it. He won't even put his. He won't even put his life on the line. You want me for, to try for the, for the squad? No, 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 you want me to try this? This is this is crazy. This unhealthy glazed donut are... with chicken in between it. How do you know it's unhealthy? Why don't you try it then? Because I haven't had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. I don't want that. Doesn't I can't make any just sense. Jump levels, man. You My can, system you is go, not ready. No, look. I tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. to this. No, I tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. You sh- it should be your turn to try the KFC chicken sandwich. I don't have a deal. response to that. That's a deal. That's a deal. I don't have a response to that, That's man. That's a deal. Can you try it? Right now, will tr- on the podcast, say you will try it. I will try it on the podcast. If you find a, if you, I tell you what, if in the next episode or two, if you pass a KFC on the way here and you bring a, a donut sandwich here, I will eat it on the podcast. That's impossible. I don't know where I don't know where KFC. I, I, I can't believe that you're even that you are insinuating that this black ass city of Baltimore there isn't 50 KFCs somewhere around here. I'm not going out of my way to go to KFC. Okay, well That's then I guess thing. I guess the people will never. But you can try it. You can do it. I will only eat the sandwich <laughs> on the podcast. You can, I don't want to eat a donut sandwich just for my own sakes at but, home watching the office. I only want to eat it for the content. You can do that for the review. Eat it, and then when you get on the podcast next week, you can talk about it just like I did. We'll Deal. See. We're gonna move on. Can you? No, I need you to promise me that you're gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna promise you anything. Why? Because I have not had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. You full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> you are full of shit. We're gonna move on, man. Okay. <laughs> it's been a busy. It, it, the last past week was so busy. There's a lot of topics I want to get to with you. Some of them we might not get to because something. Some of these topics could spiral into long discussions. Hmm. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about is Twitter went through a frenzy. Over the last few days. Okay. Okay. There's this video that was released mm-hmm. of this little boy in Australia oh, yeah. crying mm-hmm. and scratching at himself. And his mother was filming him and saying how this kid, he, he's a kid, he has dwarfism, mm-hmm. how he wants to kill himself. And every day he talks about killing himself. I personally didn't share the video because I don't like those videos. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you want to be an advocate for your child, and you, you have, you're a parent, so you can, you yeah. can jump in whenever. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and that's like I said, you're, I don't have kids, but jump in if you feel like I'm saying anything wrong. In my opinion, if my hypothetical child that I don't have was crying, being bullied, whatever, and and I wanted to console them and send a message out to the world because it's 2020 and people feel the need to do that sometimes, mm-hmm. I would console my child and then come forward to the camera as an advocate for my child. After that situation has been dealt with for the day, maybe there's more to come, but I will go from this point forward 
if anything happens with my child again, I don't want this to happen with my child again. I want the world to know that this school, this country, whatever, they're bullying my kid because he's fat, because he has, has dwarfism, because his head is shaped funny, whatever. That's not okay, guys. Bullying is not okay. Now, holding the camera in front of your kid's face while they're crying mm -hmm. and going through the emotions that they're going through, I feel like is exploiting your child, even if it's not meant that way. Even if, because we're going to get to... Uh, what happened with this kid Quaden and all that kind of stuff. But even if that wasn't the intention was to garner... The intention was to garner sympathy, yes. But yeah. I feel like the the sympathy that was garnered was on the heel, was on the back of, oh my God, look how pathetic and sad this kid looks. Like he's crying and scratching at himself. Oh my God. And I felt like that was a little much. So when I first initially saw that, I didn't, wa I didn't want to share it because I felt like it was like, let this kid go through his emotions. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong in that? Yeah, okay. I agree. I wouldn't, um, I don't like putting my business out on social media like that anyway. So it's like, I don't. I think we're just not a part of this generation. Yeah, I just, aspects, uh, in some ways, man. a lot of people put a lot of pictures of their children on Facebook. Or I just don't. I do it every now and then, but other than that, I just, it makes me feel super uncomfortable. It's because so many people can look at it, you don't even know. Yeah. And it's like, nah, no thank you. Well, in this case, millions and millions of people saw this kid crying and scratching on himself. And a lot of people felt sympathy. This kid named Quayton Bales. Now, what happened the next... So what happened was a GoFundMe account was started by this comedian named Brad Williams. Yeah. They, he wanted to take him to Disney World as a kind gesture to show Quayton that the world is is, is kind and, and no everybody's not a bully mm -hmm. and all these kind of things, right? Over the next 24 hours, the, the GoFundMe reached like almost a half a million dollars, mm -hmm. right? They he won't he only they only need like 10, 15 grand to take the family to Disney World. Yeah. Right. Brad Williams came back out and said, whatever the extra money is, is going to go to charity. Mm -hmm. But during the process of the next day, you know how the internet works. People found this kid's Instagram yeah. and he, he had videos of him holding money up and all this kind of stuff. And people started to spin this narrative that I I was never a part of. My any any sketchiness that I felt during the whole thing was I felt like. I had I had suspicions because we had seen this a couple years ago. This kid said he was being bullied at school because he had like uh, his teeth was or his head was messed up or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then there was some a story came out that he maybe said the n word on the bus. And it just it just kind of your perception can be changed that fast because mm -hmm. in in your mind you see that video and you're like this kid was probably just eating his lunch at a table alone mm -hmm. and drinking his milk and then a bunch of kids came up and bullied him. When in reality it's super possible for a kid to have dwarfism have you know messed up teeth or whatever and be a dick it's super possible yeah now this is not me bashing quaden because that kid i don't deny that that kid is definitely being bullied i mean he he has dwarfism and it's 2020 and people are mean i didn't understand where money would come into play to fix that situation yeah i understand spreading awareness if you want to send positive messages if you want to fly the kid to disney world and and there became this this so the video of him holding the money people started saying this <laughs> People start saying this kid was nineteen. Yeah, he had, he had on like Balenciaga clothes and all this kind of stuff. So for me, the imagery changed for me because in the video specifically, his hair is really like it looks like somebody poured something on him, and his clothes are all stretched out. So to see the 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 the, the juxtaposition of him being the <laughs> the uh, the twenty second video of his like slideshow of his drip. Yeah, is crazy. Those it looks are, nothing those, like the kid in the van. Those you know? don't like he's getting bullied. 
It looked like to me like he was a social media uh, personality in Australia. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's not being, I don't want to say he's not being bullied. He's a kid with dwarfism. But he, you know, and, and confidence can be false. I think it's different in his times now. Though. Confidence can be false. But I, I agree with that part where I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I couldn't see somebody coming and pushing a, a fucking dwarf kid down on the ground and everybody's like, yeah, kick his ass. Now, social media bullying, I feel like these kids are doing more of that these days. Again, I could be wrong. I don't want to say this kid isn't being bullied. I don't believe that. But when I saw the initial video of him looking, he looked he looked just, he looked tattered and, and, and sad. And then you see these, and again, confidence can be false. But the drip in those pictures was crazy. Yeah. You know, he had Louis Vuitton shoes and Yeezys and all these kind of things. And I understand it's that generation, like, everybody fronts on social media. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. You can you can have five dope outfits and and photograph them in certain ways, and it looks like you're just living the best life, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to say that's that's where my idea of, like, this it seems fishy came from. Because mm-hmm. it just was such a drag. It was a drag. It was a... It was a drastic contrast of him in the pictures and him in the van. Yeah. You know, and I, I just felt like maybe his mom was taking advantage of her child. Nothing on him. I didn't feel like he was doing anything wrong. He's just being a kid. Mm. Why wouldn't a kid who's a dwarf have a fucking... Is be- he a kid? A- he is a kid. He's nine okay. years old. He is nine years old. That is not... I, 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 I didn't want to... Because I came out and spoke about it with some speculation, but I wanted to make it clear right here, like, I don't think he's not a kid. Like, this isn't the orphan movie, you know what I mean? Like, he could not be a kid. I mean, anything's anything's technically possible, I guess. That's what, I I really fell into that pretty hardcore. Well, he was using N-words and stuff, and that that was like, When did you see that? That was a video on Twitter. Oh, wow. That's what I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I always have this hard time with the whole bullying thing, because when those kind of videos come out, you're only seeing one side of it, right? Mm -hmm. I know plenty of kids who have been addicted to me, and then when I step up and, and check them back, now they're crying and they're telling on me, and I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know if people are, are making fun of him for dwarfism, or maybe they were like, maybe he was trying to flex on somebody, and they were like, fuck you, or said something mean to him, but it doesn't necessarily mean he was sitting in a corner reading a book and a bunch of people came up to him. Yeah. You know, and uh, it just, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. It, it just was such a weird um, twist. Yeah. To go from like the whole world is they is like almost that video of him being bullied caused the internet to double bully him because everybody was, you know, saying he's a man and he had he's yeah. 18 and he's a scammer and him having the money photos. It was just it was a really it was a really funny twist to a sad story. It's just how I feel like me and probably you is do is different the way uh the way I, I'm on social media, I'm just the way I'm on social media. Is, I think it's way different than anybody else. I see stuff like that and go, "Well, I mean, what, I don't." Yeah, what can I do? Oh, you you, you get spread awareness, bullying. People is wrong. get bullied. Yeah, people get bullied all the time. And why should we focus on this one person who just because his parents put it on social media? I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The whole. Uh, when we see stuff, but when call we see the stories, action of the world yeah, stopping and yeah, yeah but yeah. when we see stories that bullying. The ones that affect me is the one goes, yeah, this eight year old killed himself. Yes, because of that's different. But you put in a video that you crying and it's, there's no context around that. You just saying asking the kid questions about him being bullied, and then yeah. somebody somebody what does they, the what, digging on social media. I don't know whoever that is. They need yeah, a yeah. a job or something, but yeah. they put up like, wait, look at this guy, and then it's yeah. like a whole different perspective on this same person. Right. It's like that's what, when I go, like, what happened? Yeah, and that's what, when yeah. that's when when posts come up like we. I wasn't, we wasn't part of it because yeah, I wasn't. I didn't donate to anything. Because <laughs> what would money, 
Yeah. And again, when those pictures come out, it's like, again, and social media can be super fake. But it looked like that kid, if he wanted to go to Disney World, he, he could go to Disney World. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Again, you could have five dope outfits and little kid clothes cost less money and a big wheel G-Wagon doesn't cost the same amount as a real G-Wagon. Yeah. But he but looked still. pretty He looked pretty drippy. He had like custom clothes. He had like little homie on him. Yeah. But I was, what I'm saying is in these times now, he's not getting, if, if, if that's his life all the time, there's no way he's getting bullied. He too clean to get bullied, man. And that's jealousy. I mean, he was pretty drippy. That's what I mean. It, it. It was, that's what I mean. It was such a. It was such a different. It was such a different. It was like two different people. Yeah. Because uh, you know, you remember I know fucking baby. Remember that dude. Uh, his name's Po. He had a show. Oh, on yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he, he had a show on BT. I don't watch BT. So well, yeah. well, he had he had like a couple of shows. I think yeah. he was in I Got the Hookup too. Yeah, he was hilarious. Yeah, I got that movie came out. Didn't see <laughs> yeah. that. He's he's like twenty five years old. Yeah, he's hilarious though. In this day and age social media is a currency yeah and if that kid is popping in australia people like you said i don't i don't know if people are bullying him for being a dwarf yeah i just i need to know you know i think you see the picture or you see the video out of context we don't know what happened and the mom isn't really saying they're bullying him because he's a dwarf yeah he just he just is a dwarf and we're 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 assuming that yeah you know and i saw a later video where she says not only because of that, but because he's Aboriginal and that made it a race kind of thing, and it's, that's fully understandable. I understand the the the, the uh, geopolitics of Australia is not something I'm well versed in, but I understand that there's a racial divide in the country. But the the that that 24 hours was a hell of a spin. It went from this kid, it, you know, we all fill in our blanks, but I, it looked like he was a poor little kid, you know, maybe somebody poured something on his head. And then next thing you know, you see this slideshow of me with Migos music playing, yeah. and he's got on Balenciaga T-shirts and, and Louis Vuitton shoes and stuff. So yeah. it just was it, it was an interesting 24 hours. I don't want to sit here and I'm not saying the kid wasn't bullied. I'm just saying three hundred thousand dollars isn't isn't gonna fix that, you know. And if we are just if we if if I'm working under the guys that people said, oh, uh. Well, the comedian said the rest of the money is going to go to some kind of charity, so we're donating to the charity. I don't believe that. I believe the rallying call got built up, and everybody wanted to give this kid ten dollars because he got bullied. Yeah. And I don't think money is going to solve that. The only thing that can solve that is awareness. Well. And aware got- when you get a- when you start getting awareness, that's when you get the full story. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying we got the full story because again, there's people out there that thought the kid was 18. I, I don't. I think he's a kid. I don't. But I think <laughs> with all that money, he got he got some more money to buy whatever. You can go wherever trips, yeah, trip. yeah, you can go wherever he wants to go, man. So, you know, so shout out to Quaden. You know, I, I don't blame him. It's not on him. I don't think he's an eighteen-year-old kid. Yeah. So uh, this well, is he the, finessed the hell out of hell of people. So that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting twenty-four hours. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm almost, I'm almost scared because I don't know, I don't know how people are gonna feel like we handled that. But yeah. I'll, I'm, well, I, whatever, I don't care. Um, I wanted to talk to you also. That's kind of sad that we can't even. Um, Express our own opinions without thinking about backlash. Oh yeah, man, it's a, it's a different world, man. It's a different. <laughs> world. I think I think the pendulum is starting to swing back on it because I think people are starting to realize that "quote unquote" canceled isn't isn't a thing. Let's say a comedian said the M word. Okay. A com a com a, 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 an actor supported a charity that somebody doesn't like. Uh, you know, a rapper says something you know defamatory towards women and these groups right they mm-hmm. say we don't want you to eat anymore mm-hmm. there's people that want to see you eat mm-hmm. if you do a concert here 30,000 people will come to the concert but you're not allowed to perform at this venue anymore because this group that has a loud voice doesn't want you to perform there okay the thing about that is I was thinking about this the other day 
my thought on that is the reason why I don't like that is because if somebody goes, okay, for example, if somebody, if a comedian says the N-word uh-huh. and his manager or whatever drops him because of that or mm-hmm. whatever. That's his choice. That's his choice, but I don't like that because his manager could go, I thought it was hilarious, but, but I don't it's hurting my bottom line if I stay with That's you. That's what it's all about. Most of the time it's about that. In a lot of these cases, it's about it's not the person, the 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 company who he's advertising for, yeah. the manager, whoever. They're not. It's not necessarily that they were offended by what happened. They don't want to be lumped in with the backlash. Yeah, but also that that also feels to me like I can't trust that because it goes to me. If that happens, it's like y'all only doing that because of this situation. Yeah, and it's like it didn't really offend you. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, we disconnecting ourselves from you, from what you did, and... Oh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. It, we're trying to disconnect ourselves from you, from what you did, just so we can shut the people up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I just don't like I'm, that. And I'm not a fan of that. But that goes a lot of ways. I'm going to use a couple of names specifically, because I th- I need to use them in order to make my point. So there's these conservative voices, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys like Ben Shapiro and... Um, like uh, uh, Dave's, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, even uh, the gun girl. No, you know Caitlyn Bennett, that girl who everybody <laughs> she shows up on campuses. She's this little white girl, and she just is like, "Why do you guys think men should be allowed to use the women's bathroom?" She's an agitator, right? Yeah. I don't think the answer to those people is shut them up, don't allow them to speak, drive them into these taboo spaces where people who share their stupid thoughts can all rally together and Mm -hmm. build a huge fan base and put money behind these people and there's nobody there to check them. Mm -hmm. I think the only way to to defeat stupid thought is to have a logical debate and destroy their points Mm -hmm. publicly on a stage. I don't want to see Caitlyn Bennett getting dirty diapers thrown at her when she goes on college campuses. I want you to get your best, most intelligent person who disagrees with her stupid ideals Get a stage and, a, and two microphones and shut her ass down in front of everybody. And then throw diapers at her after you make her look stupid. Yeah. And people who like her can hear her sound stupid. Yeah. You know? Ben Shapiro is, is, is like, he's against gay marriage because it's in the Jewish Bible or whatever. And he said he, would, he, he has gay friends. He would never go to their wedding. Hmm. Get your smartest person. Go on a stage against him for the points that you think he makes that are stupid. And destroy him publicly. Own him. Because mm-hmm. that's what they do. They come out and they find the dumbest people that they can that are pro-whatever, pro-climate change or pro-the like you know the Green New Deal and pro-whatever. They bring them out who they don't really know anything. They just read bullet points on Facebook mm-hmm. and they say their little bulletproof Facebook point and Ben Shapiro or whoever these conservative people are, they make them look stupid in front of their audience. Yeah. And then people go, yeah, man, <laughs> left-wing people are idiots. Mm-hmm. Bring your smartest person to Ben Shapiro Bring your smartest person to Caitlyn Bennett the next time she shows up on some campus asking racist and sexist and transphobic questions and shut her ass down with logic in front of everybody. Not just yelling at her and not letting her talk and calling her stupid and saying her hair, her hair is ugly and saying she shit on herself, which is hilarious and mm. might be true. Those things are all funny. But the way you really shut her down is with logic. Mm-hmm. You can't just shut people up because nobody shuts up. You can go on Patreon. You can go on YouTube and have an account where only people hit my mic. Where only people who think you're intelligent 
follow you. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in an echo chamber. Imagine being in a in a room full of people who all love the Popeye's chicken sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. There's no contra- there's no contradiction to it. There's no negative side. So all you guys are just doing is yelling like, Popeye's chicken sandwich is the best sandwich in the world. Like, how could you not like the chicken sandwich? And there's nobody there to go, well, I don't know, man. This new double glazed, <laughs> you know, uh, crispy chicken supreme, is this is it's a pretty good sandwich. Yeah. There's no alternative speech. You're just talking to each other and you all have the same thought. Thoughts can't grow that way. Yeah. You just stay with the same stagnant little half-formed thought that everybody agrees on. It can't develop if there's no pushback. So that's my message today. Um, have just, just talk to people, man. If you have differences of opinion, you, I don't. The one thing I don't like is trying to convert somebody, like beat somebody down with with your belief, right? Mm-hmm. But having an open dialogue, and at the end of that, you go, "I hear your point, and you heard mine." And, you know, we still disagree, but at least we got it out. Yeah. The end of the end of a conversation doesn't always have to be, I now have beaten you, and now you're on my side. The conversation doesn't wrong. go like that all the or time. Or you're wrong. Or you're or you're or I've been. You know what? Or I've been converted. I thought a thing. Yeah. I spoke to you, and now you've changed my mind or lit a spark in my mind to make me go home and go. Yeah, I mean, shit. Maybe the Popeye chicken sandwich isn't all that good. You know. Yeah, that's fantasy though. People go, I'm right, you're wrong, yeah. and you go fuck yourself, yeah. and then I'm yeah. gonna go back to what I was doing, and you go back to you being wrong and stupid, yeah. and then that's that. That's the world we live in. I like to, I hope to live in a world someday where you can, there's just, you can have a conversation. You can have a conversation, and asking questions isn't, if you say it the wrong way, you're not immediately the bad guy, and all these kind of things. I just, I just am not a fan of that. Um, it's like everybody want to be the smartest person. Yeah, it's a lot of that, and they want to catch you not being smart. Yeah. So even if you're asking, you're asking a legitimate question. Hey, man, uh, why is it this, that, and the third about your certain group of society? Why is it? Why do you guys do this that way? Or what does it mean when this is that? And it's like, um, it's not my job to teach you my about my culture. How about you go pick up a fucking book? And it's like, well, I'm trying to have a. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to have a conversation yeah. and learn. No, it's not my job. And you're stupid. And that's that was racist way you asked yeah, for it. It's that's like, how it is when you try to learn something as far as like a career or whatnot. People do that. Yeah, it's and like it's not my job. It's like not my job and I mean like you're supposed to be born with not what how how to know to do this. Like what? Yeah, like yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Like you, you don't you know started, this? Yeah, you started yeah. from square one too and you, and when you started so I'm trying to learn something now, I'm stupid and a newbie and all kinds yeah. of stupid shit. You don't know how to do that? No, I've never done it before. How how could I know? People are cruel, man. Yeah, very cruel. It's it's funny to it's funny to come off that be the conclusion of what we said after we fucking just bashed that kid for like two minutes. But it was a bash. very well. How, what do you mean? Well, you still think he might be eighteen and an imposter? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it the was it the Yeezy shoes? Or was it the poses? It was the poses. It was the, the poses clothes, were crisp. The clothes and it was the. The video with him at the, the end where it was like, yeah, I didn't I see like, that yeah. one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Um, I didn't see that one. He, you just finessed thousands of people. For yeah, money. maybe and, maybe his mom's a shitty mom. You know, I don't I don't like to just a two minute video. People can build up their whole this whole narrative about a person. Yeah. Oh man, that's that mom is so courageous. My, my first red flag in that video is why are you filming your kid crying and scratching their face? That's not the sign of a yeah, good parent that's to me. A, that was the red flag for me was him scratching his face. Yeah, it's like, well, you should that, stop this. You yeah, stop but this is video. that is if he is nine or however old he is, he needs to how be is, there. How is that? What, what, what scratching yourself is going to do? I don't. 
that she's saying he wants to harm himself. And if that's the case, he needs to be in therapy, not going to Disneyland. And that's my that's my final thoughts on that. Uh, You know, but again, shout out shout out to Quaden. You know, I you know I don't want him I don't want him to harm himself. So let's get him the help that he needs. Maybe Disney World isn't the best most important thing for him right now. Or going on Ellen and like getting a fucking rocket ship toy. I want to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke. We're losing a lot of rappers these days. It's, it's really sad. But I can't play Pop Smoke's, Pop Smoke's, Pop Smoke's music because if I do, I might jump up and punch right in the face. It is mm-hmm. very intense music and it is very fun music to like be in a crowd full of, of yeah. people and fight too. So I'm not going to play that. But I do want to you know, give him a proper send off because he was on the rise. He was an, another young rapper lost. And this isn't a music podcast, but I just one of these days I want to have a discussion with somebody about these young rappers dying or going to jail and they're publishing and their downloads and their streams going up 350%. Somebody's profiting off of that. You know, when, when pop smoke died, his music streams went up 350%. Yeah. Whatever record label he's on made a ton of money that day. Yep. When Takashi six, nine was going through whatever he was going through and everybody was calling him a snitch and Randall from recess and all that kind of stuff. People were still downloading his music shot through the roof. People are profiting off these kids going to jail and getting murdered. And that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, you you can't control somebody's lifestyle, but that was just a that was just a messed up situation, yeah. man. I, I really, you know, I was I said I was gonna play this song, but I just really want to get this thought out. I if if some I don't I wouldn't, you know, announce myself to be the biggest pop smoke fan. I, I liked a couple of his songs. Yeah. But, you know, and he just he was he hasn't been around long enough to to be a pop smoke stan. You yeah. know, he was really fresh on the scene, but he was making waves. And the saddest thing about that to me is He's from this grimy neighborhood in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. right? He starts to, his career starts to pop. He gets on a plane. He's living in Los Angeles, California, living his best life, having a good time. And he gets murdered on the cusp of going to that next level 5,000 miles away from that neighborhood that he fucking had to claw out of where very few people make it out of. Yeah. And he got murdered looking at a sunset in, in fucking California. Yeah. The most beautiful place in the world, you know? So... There's just something about that that's just so sad because we always we always talk about it here on the time. It's like you, when you start to blow, when you start to blow up, Nipsey, you can't stay you can't stay there, man. You you just can't. You know, people are jealous, whatever. Jealous people gonna get you everywhere, man. Yeah, they man, gonna you get gotta, you anywhere. You gotta be careful. Not saying that people gonna say, well, shouldn't post his address on social media. Yeah, yeah, but it's like you gotta be careful. You just gotta be careful. Yeah, man, it it, it really is jealousy breeds so much violence man that it and it it just really is sad that it's it's always people that look like us yeah that'll come and just take your life like that yep you know it's no reason material things it's no reason that couldn't have ended in just you you took what you took yeah you know so it, it nobody needed to die for whatever they were trying to get from that dude man 20 years old yeah that's should trip me out when, when you see his you know his birth date to death date 90s that was like 99, 99 yeah you know that's crazy to me he was born he was born in the year of not of what the year of y2k man he was born i remember being in a church scared for my life like oh, they, all the all the computers are gonna crash and we're gonna die and he was you know oh you were you weren't you weren't phased by that no whatever man anyway what were we like eight yeah man i was in church cowering i had a candle we no. thought it was a wrap yeah if it was a rap, I didn't. You were like, whatever. My mind wasn't. My wasn't there. Yeah. I have barely if been this, here. I ain't even been here that long. Yeah, to be for me to be about like a, a uh, rap coming. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? 
I just learned how to do multiplication. I, yeah. you know, if it's a rap, it's just a rap, man. I ain't really <laughs> done much. But uh, no, on a serious note, before we go out to this Bill Weathers lovely day, um, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Rest in yeah. peace to you rest know, peace. rest in peace to rest in peace to everybody we've lost in the last eighteen months or whatever. I mean, you know, it's been too many to count. Musicians and just people, especially here in Baltimore, just people, just cool people that got. This year has to get better, man. I gotta be optimistic. It has to be. I, I tried. I told. I told you, man. I'm just trying to make it through 2020. Now, I'm I'm fully self-centered, and for the rest of 2020, I'm like, it's me. <laughs> I need to get to 2021. That's my concern. That's I gotta focus on me. So I don't know. Y'all might not catch me out at any functions. I'll listen to my pop smoke in the house. I'm not yeah. going out to hear the pop smoke at the lounges. Y'all won't catch me out. Catch me slipping. So. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Enjoy this Bill Withers. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. Bears heavy on my mind. Then I look at you. And the world's all right with me. Just one look at you. And I know it's going to be a lovely day. And we are back, friend. Uh, I believe it's your turn to go first this week. So uh, do your thing, man. Okay. So my further murder this week is uh, a cold case file uh, about Teresa Noor. Mm. So Noor was born in Sacktown, California, which is Sacramento. Oh, you like some slang? Yeah, I'm called Sacktown. Sacktown. She was the younger of two daughters, born in born to Swaney Swaney Gay and James Jim Cross. Mm. Sweeney Cross had a son and a daughter from a previous marriage. Jim Cross. Why that name sounds familiar to me? Jim Cross. Well, it sounds like Jim Crow. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kind of, t- t- when you said Jim Crow, I was like, uh, what? And you said Cross. I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right. It's like, what is, where is this going? Yeah. So Jim Cross worked as an assistant cheesemaker at a local dairy. He eventually saved up enough money to buy a house in Rio Linda, California. In the late 1950s, in the late 1950s, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, mm. which forced him to quit his job. Can't can make cheese with shaky hands. Nah, uh-uh. But he was getting he was getting that cheese from that cheese though. Yeah, bought a house. Yeah, it's getting money. Yeah, <coughs> stacking that gouda. Yeah, is that cheese alone? Yeah, it's a cheese. It is <laughs> brokey. It's like Anyways, it's like rich people cheese or something. I wouldn't say it's rich people cheese, but it's not craft slices. Since when? How often do you eat these? <laughs> what? What? How often do you eat these? How often? Go in my crisp. Am I crispy right now? You'll find goat. You'll find uh, some Gruyere. You'll find some nice brie cheese. I don't have any Gouda right now, but I got cheeses, man. I got cheese on I'll, deck. I'll, I'll. Uh, I got blue. I got a nice. I got a selection of blue. Yeah, I'll see when I leave here. Got a selection of blue. Yeah, because all of a sudden you eat uh, these fancy cheeses. Oh my god! Like <clears throat> what? Where was I? Okay. Yes. Uh, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and was forced to quit his job. So he developed depression and reportedly took his frustrations and anger out on his family, which mm. I would too. Just going through stuff like that in life would just fuck you up. Again, and also just to like take a side note, now, if this was 2020, you see a video of this this guy who was a cheese making, mm-hmm. you know, thing and then he got Parkinson. 
the whole world, oh my God, it's so sad. But he goes home and beats his kids, you know? Yeah. So I'm just saying, these little snippets into people's lives, you can't create your own little fantasy narrative around what's going on because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. I feel like that's a perfect example. Like, I mean, but, the, 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 but he's, but what do you mean though? You said he started taking that on his family that he, yeah. he couldn't work, right? Yeah. I would assume that means in a negative type of way, right? Yeah, but I'm saying that being dealing with with, with what you're dealt with, something like that you can, you have no control over. It's not okay to abuse your I'm family. Not, I, I know that, but I'm just saying that I, not I'm not talking about backing him up with him beating his family. I'm talking sure. about the frustrations of what he's dealing. Oh, with. Oh, I understand being frustrated that. if yeah. your life is you know my my stepfather. You remember my stepfather went just had a debilitating disease just come yeah. out of the blue, changed yeah. his life tremendously. But if he would have tried to come at my mom crazy, I would have fucked him up in the house. Yeah, I don't care if he uses a walker or whatever. Like yeah. you know, calm down. We can talk about it and you know we we can cry together and be upset about whatever. But when you start trying to hit people or anything like that. You're gonna have to get you you gonna have to get uh you know sized up and, and dealt with. I, yeah. you know we can you, your frustration can be let out in a in a more you know way a uh, way that's easier to deal with yeah. than like abuse. I agree. So yeah, he took his frustrations out um frustrations and anger out on his family. So Sweeney Cross kept the family afloat financially. Mm-hmm. So she was yeah. doing it also putting right, everybody that on her really back. Made him feel emasculated too. Yep. So Teresa was reportedly very close to her mother and was dev- and was devastated when she died of congestive heart failure in March mm. 1961. Thereafter, unable to keep the family home, Jim Cross sold it. Mm. And that tip- was that final blow too, because he bought that with the cheese money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Just um, a bad chain of events that happened. It's just like, well, yeah, we gotta do what we have to do. Yeah. So on September 29, 1962, <clears throat> 61-year-old Teresa married Clifford Clyde Sanders, a man five years her senior, mm. whom she had met a few months prior. Immediately, she, immediately she dropped out of high school and became pregnant. And on July 16, 1963, she gave birth to her first child, Howard Clyde Sanders. Mm. The Sanders marriage was um, was rocky as Teresa was possessive and repeatedly and repeatedly accused Sanders um, of cheating. The couple um, argued frequently, and on June 22, 1964, Teresa claimed that Sanders had punched her in the face mm. during one such argument. Teresa reported the incident to police, but refused to press... Huh? They probably didn't do nothing about it anyway, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, Teresa reported the incident to police, but refused to press charges and get Sanders. Uh, the assault charges were subsequently dropped. <sighs> yeah, shit, man. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough one, man. It's like... I always feel for women women in that situation and men too. It's men going through domestic violence situations where it's like, what you did to me is not okay. I don't want you to do it to me anymore, but I love you. I don't want to see you go to jail. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's tough it's to pull like, that trigger finally. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, when that happens and they call the police, it's kind of like, I'm trying to scare you to, yeah, you to stop. Be, you shouldn't be doing it. You this. should stop now. So, this should you're be not like going to do it again. Yeah. I'll, okay. I will drop it. I'll drop the charges. Today. Yeah. But then, but they, then they that do it doesn't again. happen. Yeah. yeah. Then they do it again. So on July 6, 1964, the day after Sanders' birthday, the couple were arguing because Sanders had spent his birthday out with friends instead of instead of at home. Mm. During the argument, Sanders informed Teresa that he was leaving her. So Teresa became enraged and shot Sanders in the back with a rifle oh, as he wow. was walking out the door. Jeez. Yep. So Teresa was arrested and charged with Sanders' murder, to which she pleaded not guilty, claiming she was acting in self-defense. I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> so during her trial, Teresa, who was pregnant with her second child, claimed that she had shot Sanders because he was 
a violent alcoholic mm-hmm. who physically abused her. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me see. I'm trying to put out how I feel about this, not saying something wrong. Yes, yeah, that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough um, one for me. It's moments like this where I wish we had a woman on on the podcast. Yeah. I want to tread. I want to tread lightly. There's a history of abuse. Yeah. But right. what you just described to me didn't sound like it was abuse. It sounded like he was leaving. That's what I was going at. And that's. I don't want to say she's lying because he he has hit her. Yeah. But does that mean he hit her in that moment? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and tough. She's using that. And the history's there so she can get away with it. Yeah. But I don't want to say, maybe he did hit her. I don't, you know, oh, that's tough. I don't. But what know, I don't tough. like about that is him not being allowed to defend himself. So it's just her. It's only it's so her, it's her side. Her, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Because what, I mean. But the history is on, is on her side. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so Teresa was, um, yeah, so during her trial, Teresa, who was pregnant with her second child, claimed that she had shot Sanders because he was violent. He was a violent alcoholic, which you know we did that didn't that never came up in the the, the previous you know what I just yeah. read. Who physically abused her? Several of Sanders' relatives testified that Sanders was not violent or abusive. While the prosecution but claimed that's not that, true. Yeah, while the prosecution um, prosecution claimed that Teresa killed Sanders maliciously and without pro- provocation. Provocation, yeah. Um, Teresa's older sister also testified stating that Teresa was possessive and jealous mm. and would kill him talking about Sanders uh-huh. before any other woman could have him uh, yeah um, so her being possessive did come up before yeah um, and her being jealous mm. so she's like nah that's believable yep he yeah. going you know I don't I'm done I'm leaving she's passed she's, out yeah that's that is that is as possible as what she's saying. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to say which one is true. I don't want to say which one is not true. This also falls into that kind of space where... It... Fuck it. Sometimes people lie. Mm-hmm. Right? And that... Focusing on a story that happened where somebody lied about something that happened to them doesn't diminish all the times that it really did happen. So specifically in this case, th- if this woman lied about being hit and and you point a finger at it and you go, that's not cool, man. You can't just go around saying people hit you when they didn't hit you. Yeah. That's not saying that every domestic violence case is a lie. Mm-hmm. But this sometimes people lie, men and women. Sometimes people just lie and say you did something when you didn't do something. And that's a tough. That's all I'm going to say. Let, go ahead and continue with your story. Yeah. Tough subject. That's um, tough. Very tough. Subject. That's a very tough subject. That's that's, yeah. that's a very tough subject. So she was acquitted of Sanders' murder on September twenty second, nineteen sixty four. Then Teresa gave birth to her second child, Sheila Gay Sanders, on March sixteenth, nineteen sixty five. So after Sheila's birth, Teresa began drinking heavily. She regularly drank regularly drank at the local American Legion Hall, where she met Estelle Lee Thornsbury, mm. a disabled United States Army veteran. Thornsberry is um like the wild thornberries. That name just uh I don't know. But not here it just something about that that name just I don't know, it just you bothers like me. It? I don't know if I don't like it. It's just You like the wild thornberries? Yeah, but it's Maybe that's name. why. It's a great name. The show was I wasn't a big fan of that show. Maybe that's why. You didn't like Donnie walking around. Yeah, but I He's just that out. show was pretty boring other than him. <laughs> You don't like shows about people saving the planet and protecting animals? No. 
Show's, <laughs> show's pretty boring. Other than him running around acting crazy with a little crazy. That hair, show was that show was Greta Thunberg. He was like a wild. He was like a wild, a wild animal, but he was like a baby. Yeah, he had the, the fly leopard yeah. skip, uh, skin shorts. Yeah. You know, no, Eliza Thornberry was like Greta Thunberg before Greta Thunberg. Man, she was out here trying to give us the keys to save the animals. Man, yeah. save the planet. Yeah, you were like, no, nah, that was before our time. That I want to watch Gargoyles. That was too ahead of his time, though. Yeah, we didn't get it. Yeah, man, we didn't understand <laughs> about saving animals. Yep. Yeah, so she met um, Mr. Thornsbury, a disabled U.S. United States um, Army veteran. The two began a relationship and eventually moved in together. During the relationship, Teresa would routinely leave her children with Thornsbury mm. while she went out drinking. Mm. Thornsbury began to question t- um, Teresa when she stayed out for days. Mm. Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days at a time and ended the relationship a few months later after he discovered that she was having an affair with his mm. best friend. Not really painting a good character picture of uh Now, you gonna leave uh uh-huh. your children with a guy that you just met. That you just met mm-hmm. to go out and drink, have a ball. Mm-hmm. Remind you it's like I think it's like two or three kids. Oh, with wow. another man. Yeah. To go out and drink. Then have an affair with his while, best while, friend? Mm, while he's home watching your kids. That's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah. 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 Very bold move on her part. Especially Very bold. That, and she just beat a murder too? So she's feeling on top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> she's going out getting lit, fucking off on anybody she sees. Leaving, <laughs> she's going out, leaving her kids at home. She's having a ball. She's celebrating man. that. Did you that, see OJ post? That you see, did you see OJ when he beat that murder? Nobody did. OJ beat a double murder. He went down to Florida, was dressing up like a pimp. He was having a ball. A whole ass murderer. That shit is wild, man. I don't know if he... Not to get off to sidetrack, but I wanted to know if the guilt is it oh, is bothering him now. Now no, he's just like it's not that dude like, is a psychopath, man. <laughs> not at all, man. He wrote a book called "If I Did It," man. Are y'all crazy? You got to be to write a book when you beat the murder. That's come on, no, that's different. He, he's wow. on he's on Twitter every week, being like, "Oh man, Patrick Mahomes, man, you saved Post my videos. fantasy. You saved my fantasy team, man. Thanks, Patrick Mahomes." He's weirdo. He he, don't, really, he doesn't tweet that he just posts videos. Yeah, because he can't read. Didn't know that. You didn't know he couldn't read? No. Well, yeah, he posts videos because he can't read. All right. Well, there you go. Boom. Yeah, so um, yeah, so she was having an affair with his best friend. So shortly after the relationship with Thornsbury ended, Teresa met and began a relationship with a United States Marine. Man, she's a busy lady. Yeah, love the military guys, I guess. Yeah. Private United States Marine private named Robert Knorr. So, boom, yeah. there we go. So she soon began, she became pregnant, and the couple married in July 9th, 1966. So Noor's third child, Suzanne Mar, I think it's Marlene Noor, was born on September 27, 1966. The couple had three three more children. Damn. Teresa and Robert Robert Noor, um, marriage began to deteriorate after Teresa began accusing her husband of having affairs. Mm. She probably so kept is, that. She probably kept that body on her record to herself too. He probably don't even know she caught a body. Yeah. Well, this, but also this is you know the same routine she's going through with no. Yeah. Exactly. Saying, oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So. You know, I think we're starting to see that maybe she's she's just as culpable in some of these volatile relationships as the man is. Yep. So, fed up with Teresa's constant accusations, Noor left her in June mm. 1969. So they was only married what three years. That's the year we went to the moon. Um, and was and was granted a divorce in 1970. Mm. After the divorce, Robert Noor attempted to see his children, but Teresa prevented him from doing so. <sighs> That's not cool, man. Don't yeah. punish the kids, man. 
it just never turns out well. Yeah. Don't punish the kids, man. Unless you genuinely feel like that person is a danger to the kids. But don't, like, not, punish. I mean, from what we know, he's not. Though. Yeah, don't punish. Don't try to punish the dude by punishing the kids. Yeah. Same with men. If men, ha- men who have custody out there, don't punish the kids by don't punish. Don't try to punish the person by punishing the kids. It's never. It's just. It's just not cool. Yeah. So, Teresa Newell would marry two more times. Um. Since that, Oof. in 1971, she married railroad worker Ronald Pulliam. The marriage began to fall apart. Shocker. So there's a pattern here. Um, fall apart when Nora began leaving her children. With Pulliam, to go while out. she stayed out all night drinking and partying. God damn! I mean, she's like she's like the Frank Gallagher of women. How old is she? <laughs> I need to party, party. She's party years old. You're not going to leave eight children from three past marriages with me. No, and you go out partying. I got I mean, that ain't the, happening. The, 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 the thing, the thing has to be fire. Has to be fire. It has to be. It has to be. Fire. Or it's just like a really sad person who is lonely and and this. This woman came and showed him love and was like, thanks. Here's my eight children. Watch them. I'll be back. Yeah. I'm going to Ohula Hands tonight. Yeah. It's dollar shot night. I mean, I feel like. See you in, Wednesday. So it was back in those days, people just get married like. Yeah, well, marriage is like what you do. Just, even oh, if we you like each mad, other? Yeah, Let's even if married. you have mad marriages, you that's what you do. You like somebody, you get married. I can't sleep with you publicly and everybody knows and we're not married. Yeah. Then I'll look like I'm a hussy. Well, she looks like it. Hussy. Look, man, we don't kink, we don't kink, we don't kink shame. Oh, here. sorry. Okay. And she didn't. She wasn't having extra marriage. Well, she was. She was cheating on her. She was cheating on. Uh, a couple yeah. Of times. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. With his best friend at that. I was gonna say she wasn't having sex outside of her marriage, outside of being married. But she was. She was just with other people. Yes. Uh, yeah. Continue. Was just other people. His best friend. That's that's a line. That's a line. That's a line. That's a line. And if you don't know, that's a line. If you don't know, that's a line. Shout out to uh, Lil Fizz. From B2K, if you don't know that's a line, where's your guy code at, fam? Yeah. So he divorced her in 1972 after he became convinced that she was having an, an you know, another affair with somebody else. Uh-huh. Say. So her final marriage was was to Sacramento Union copy editor Chester Chet Harris, mm. whom she married in August 1976. Chet. Yep. So she got divorced in 72. So this is what four years later. Yeah. She got married again. Um. So Nora's daughter Susan grew close to Harris, which made Nora jealous. Which I don't know. Well, okay. I mean, her kids might be, you know, I don't know, seventeen something at this point. I mean, we've gone, we've gone yeah, a true. decade or so. Yeah, you know, right. you know. But I mean, like, isn't this what you want, though? Not thinking some weird shit. Not I'm talking about not thinking some weird shit. She killed a hug, one of her husbands. Yeah, yeah, true. But I'm just saying, though, from possessed. a regular from a regular person, you go. Yeah, you want you, you want, want that bond. Kid, you want that bond. Have a close relationship with your new spouse. Yes. If you're not off your rocker. Right. Um, so, yeah, so she became jealous. She filed for divorce from Harris on November 1976 after she reportedly found out that Harris enjoyed enjoy taking consensual nude photographies of women. Oh. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. Yeah. If I, if, and if, if I kind of changed what I thought. Yeah, I if I, <laughs> I, if I was it. getting like, if Sierra looked at my phone one day and was just mad news and I was like, no, it's just like consensual we're just friends and artistic nobody's trying to hear that shit man yeah yeah no it's not even like that it's just it's just art yeah Nah, i don't know you can't just get that off yeah that's not working on just anybody yeah you gotta have like a like a fool yeah never mind then 
take back what I said. Yeah, he, he I mean, he, maybe he was trying, you know, now we don't, now anything's up in there. Maybe he was trying to take new photos of the daughter. We yeah. don't know what's going on. That's why you I know? take back what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so Noah was physically and verbally and psychologically abusive towards her children. Mm. After her fourth divorce, her alcoholism and abusive behavior escalated. From where it was? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so she also gained a tremendous amount of weight and became quick-tempered and reclusive. So she, now she's sturdy. Yep. Sturdy and angry. That's so a she, dangerous combination. Yeah, I'm so picturing she, uh, Bobby Boucher's mom and Waterboy. Yeah. 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 Kathy Bates. Shout out to Kathy Bates. The range. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. So she disconnected the home phone and would not allow children to have visitors. So this is already going down the wrong. No, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, she's Probably isolating her children. Make it worse. Nora and her children lived in Orangevale, California, for many years before moving into a two-bedroom apartment in, Sac- in uh, Sacktown. Nora's eldest son, Hayward, I'm sorry, Howard, reportedly left home. I like that name. Bef- Howard? Hayward. Hayward, yeah. Before, um, he left home before the move to uh, Sacramento. According to neighbors, the apartment was filthy and smelled of urine. Oh. Uh. Neighbors also noticed that the children, whom Noor never let, let go outside, seemed fearful, nervous, and high-strung. Mm. So for years, Noor abused and tortured her children in various ways, including beating them, mm. force-feeding them, burning them with cigarettes, oh. and throwing knives at them. Oh my god She made her children Hold each other down While she beat And tortured them In oh, one instance geez. She held a pistol To her youngest daughter Terry's head And threatened to kill her Nor Primarily focused Focused her anger And abuse On Terry's older sister mm. Suzanne Suzanne and Sheila In an interview Terry said her mother Resented that Susan And Sheila were Maturing and blossoming Into attractive young women While she faced the prospect of losing her looks as she aged mm. so i mean like her jealousy level is like it's, it's on the whole yeah it's all yeah, another yeah. level and when it becomes with your children now yeah you should want your kids to be beautiful yeah. and and prosperous and yeah. all those kind of things yeah so i mean she's gaining weight mm-hmm. um and now her children are becoming and also i'm this is like the 70s going into the 80s we're still not that it's had not that it has changed much but the uh, the image of what a beautiful woman is is p- plastered up everywhere. You know, this, you know, all the, the flight attendants are gorgeous. Every model is, you know, skinny and this, that, and the third. And so society is now, is like, oh, she's fat. Oh, she's old and fat and unattractive. And mm-hmm. so you feel that pressure on top of your kids are pretty. Yeah. I can see that as a, from a woman dynamic, maybe the societal pressures and all that. You know, it's enough to make you crack from a person who's already not that stable to begin with. Yeah. When you said her drinking escalated, it's like you said she was going out sometimes and just be out for a couple of days. Yeah. I don't know what the next level from that is. Yeah. She was holding it up at one point. Uh, yeah, man. You know. Ho- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What to say. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When you do, when you sleep with your husband's best friend. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Man. Sorry. I, that, that. Not saying this happened to me, cause it that wouldn't that wouldn't fly. But I'm just saying though. But if it w- if it were to happen to me, you know, I don't know. what? Nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she became jealous that her children was becoming these um, beautiful young women as they was growing up, and she was mm-hmm. getting older and gaining weight and didn't look as attractive. So Nor also believed that her fourth husband, Chet Harris. Mm. <clears throat> had turned Suzanne 
into a witch. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. She believed that her fourth husband, Chet Harris, turned Suzanne into a witch. How, how do you how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> this guy had never seen Charmed or or, or or Sabrina the Teenage Witch or anything. First of all, you can't be turned into a witch. Either you have a drop of witch's blood or you don't. It's yeah. not a thing you can be you cannot be made into a into a, a witch. You can be made into a vampire, you can be made into a werewolf, but you either are or you aren't a witch. Mm-hmm. L- lore. Yeah. What's her first name again? Her first name is Teresa. Yeah, Teresa. Teresa Nor. How how about hey Teresa? Here's a, here's a tip. Why don't you go watch fucking Charmed? Okay, why don't you go ask the Hollowell witches about what who turned them into witches? Genetics did. Sorry, man. I just I don't like when people mess okay. up folklore and things like that. Okay, you either are a witch or you aren't. All right. <sighs> Amateurs. Finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she believed that her husband turned Suzanne into a witch. So Suzanne received the worst of Nora's abuse. After one, she se- thought she was a witch. Yep. So after one severe beating, Suzanne ran away from home. Yeah, you should. Run. Fuck it. As far as where as possible. You can't do worse than what situation you're in. Yep. So she was picked up by police and placed in a psychiatric hospital Mm. where she told staff that her mother abused her. Like, I'm not the crazy one. My mom is. I'm a witch. She's beating me. I don't need to be in here. So Nora denied the abuse claims and told told the hospital staff that Suzanne had mental issues. Ooh, and she's the adult. Yeah. She probably knows how to, like, real seasoned alcoholics know how to put on a tie or a nice dress and go, whatever, whatever do you mean? Yeah. Oh, so she went in there and just, oh, threw Suzanne under the bus. Yep. Uh, so authorities did not investigate the matter further and released Suzanne back into her mother's custody. Mm. Nora punished Suzanne for running away by mm. beating her while wearing a pair of leather gloves. Oh, my God. Was yeah. she a hitman? I don't know. Jeez. Put some leather gloves on to and fight somebody? This, yeah. That's yeah. the next level. So she also forced her other children to take turns beating their sister. Oh my God! In the subsequent <clears throat> in the subsequent weeks, Nor handcuffed Suzanne to her bed and order and ordered the her other children to stand and watch over her. This sounds a lot like a story that I did a a, a few months ago about uh, this woman took custody of two kids because the dad had to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and they she had her kids torturing this girl and. Oh, burning her with coat hangers and all this kind of stuff. They made her stay in the basement. Oh, yeah. yeah this this is reminded me of that story. Yeah. So she had other children watch over her. Um, so Nora refused to let Suzanne leave the house and forced her to drop out of school. Nora also pulled her other children out of school, and most of them never advanced past the eighth grade. So, you know, since what I've been reading, she's using her other children to be her assistance in this abuse she's doing to Suzanne. Yeah. So far. So in 1982, Nora became convinced that Suzanne was casting spells on her to cause her to gain weight. Oh, come on, man. How about, how about put down the Quaker Oats? Yeah. You know, that's, come on, man. This woman is delusional. Yeah. It's your fault I'm gaining weight. Yep. So yeah, she was casting, she was a witch, so she was casting spells on her um, to gain weight. So Suzanne denied doing so, but Nora became angry and shot Suzanne in the chest with a twenty-two caliber pistol. Her own daughter. Yep. The bullet became lodged in her back, but oh. Nora refused to allow Suzanne to seek medical attention and left her for dead in the family bathroom. Mm, Suzanne survived. What? So Nora became wait. So Nora became um began to nurse her back to health and allowed her 
other daughters to aid Suzanne as well. She survived and didn't go to the hospital? Yep. Wow. She wouldn't let her go to the hospital. But that's crazy that she survived yeah. in the house. Yep. In a dirty cat's piss smelling house. Yeah. Hopefully cat. And then she became a nurse. And then healed her back to health and got her other kids to take care of her until she's 100%. Um, so Suzanne eventually recovered without receiving professional medical treatment. That is amazing. That's impressive. Even it's super fucked up to do. Yeah. But wow. The range. The range. And- <laughs> <laughs> she's doing it all, man. Is there anything she can't do? Right. She fucks. She drinks. She heals bullet <laughs> wounds. And she's shot two people now that yeah. we know of. Yeah. And she's got away with murder. <sighs> no. Your faves could never. No. So in July 1984, Nora and Suzanne got into another argument during which Nora stabbed her daughter in the back with a pair of Suzanne again? Suzanne. Suzanne Come is a witch, on. man. She's casting spells on Nora for being fat. Is that what you believe? No, but this is her. Oh, I'm, you're I'm saying I'm in oh, Nora's yeah. shoes, and this is why I'm doing this. And I shot her, and she lived. Yeah. So she's a witch. <laughs> that's, that's crazy to say. That is that is a crazy. She and then she stabbed her with some scissors in the back. Yep, pair of scissors. So I'm I'm 100 percent sure that Nora started this argument with with Suzanne. Yeah. So like, fucking fucking. She's drunk. Yeah. Fucking fucking bitch witch. Fucking making me fat. And she's like. Mom, I didn't do any... I haven't done anything yeah. to you. Yeah, and you fucking... What's that over there? Stab! Like, you yeah. know, she, like, fucking made her look. Yeah. Stabbed her in the back with some skizzers. Come on, bro. Uh, so, Nora again refused to allow Suzanne medical treatment. A few weeks after the stabbing... <sighs> that got infected. That had to get infected. Yeah, a few weeks after the stabbing, Suzanne, fed up with the abuse, decided to move to Alaska. Suzanne got... Was that an option at any point I in time? <laughs> I, I, I pictured her being chained to a bed or something like that. She decided to move to Alaska. Fuck it. Nor agreed to let her go under the condition that Suzanne allowed her to remove the bullet from her back so it could not be used. I'm read it again. Nor agreed to let her go under the condition that Suzanne allowed her to remove the bullet from her back. Oh, she's not qualified to do... Yeah. She wasn't qualified to how she got her... To, <laughs> so, I'm like, you want to do surgery on me now? No! So Brian, she, jump out of a window. She did medical treatment, but didn't take the bullet out of her back. Um, she left a bullet in her back. Yep. And now she wants to go and get it. She wants to get the bullet out of her back. To keep the evidence? Or what is the so reason? she cannot use as evidence in the oh. event that Suzanne reported the abuse. So Suzanne reluctantly agreed. I'm not agreeing to that. No. You don't know how to do... What are you going to use? Some house knives? She's going to use some scissors that she oh, stethered back with. Uh, so Nora gave, Nora gave Suzanne, was it Malaril? Malaril capsules. Some kind of like something to put her out. Yeah, uh, liquor and an anesthetic, which no. caused Suzanne to pass out. No, that's not a good combination of things. Yep. So she um, she played her. So Suzanne, yeah, so got her to Suzanne to pass out. While Suzanne was unconscious, Nora ordered... Her then 15 year old son Robert to remove the bullet with an X acto knife. Oh! Yeah, with an X acto knife. Uh, Suzanne awoke the following day in oh. immense pain. Oh! Over the following days, she developed sepsis and became delirious. I'm surprised she didn't develop that early. Or something from the scissors. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> the whatever. <bullet> wound. <laughs> 
<laughs> Suzanne's a trooper, man. God bless. Jesus Christ. Man. Uh, so Nora attempted to treat her with Abby. Abby, Abby Uprofen. I just like reading it that way. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> and antibiotics. The treatments were ineffective. Duh. And Susan's condition continued to decline. She I mean, to she to a hospital. She needs to yes. go to a hospital, man. So on July 16, 1984, Nora packed all all of Suzanne's belongings in trash bags, and after um, after bending Suzanne's arms and legs and placing duct tape over her mouth. Ordered her son, ordered her son Robert and William to put Suzanne in their car. They drove her to Squaw Valley, where Robert and William placed her on the side of the road. Stop. On top of on top of the bags containing her belongings. Oh, that's gross. Nor then, nor then doused Suzanne and the bags in gasoline oh. and lit the girl on fire. Come. Suzanne's still smoldering. Oh, God. smoldering body was forced. Oh, I'm sorry. Was found and found the following day. An autopsy determined that she was still alive oh. when she was lit on fire. Due to the state, due to the state of the remains, a positive identification was never made, and Suzanne was classified as Jane Doe number four eight seven three slash eight four. That's so fucking. That's so fucked up, man. Yeah. Yep. If Ready? You, if you need it, oh. is there more? Oh, I'm not finished. Just real quick, I just want to say, if there's, and I could be wrong for this 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 point of view, but like, I don't think men could be pro pro choice or pro life, but the the reason among many that I'm pro do whatever you want as a woman is because not everybody that can get pregnant should have kids. Everybody, you shouldn't just, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And if you have the ability to do that to your own child, you shouldn't have any kids. Yeah. Even your favorite kid, no kid is safe. Even the kid you like the most, you like them enough to not douse them. That's the bar. You like them enough to not douse them in gasoline and light them on fire. So you shouldn't have any kids. And there's a ton of people currently who have kids, maybe thinking about having kids, who shouldn't have kids? Yeah. You should work on yourself because you're not ready to help create an adult. Yeah. Because that's your job. That's your job when you have a kid. Yeah. You're creating some person who is who's either gonna be a dick and honk their horn when they're in traffic, <laughs> cut, cut people off without using their blinker. You're creating those types of people. I can't even believe that that's where that that went. I I really thought Suzanne was gonna get out at some point. I mean, I, the 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 uh, Alaska thing. I thought. She was gonna get to go, get out. Jesus yeah. Christ, man! Yeah, so you ready? You know, do you have any idea what happens next? I would assume she goes to prison at some point. That's not what happens. Following Suzanne's death, Teresa Nor began directing the the majority of her anger and abuse towards another her daughter kid. Sheila. That was the other one. What was Sheila? A fucking a shapeshifter? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Oh, so in God. May 1985, Nor faced Sheila. Nor forced Sheila into prostitution to support the family. What? Yep. She is awful. <laughs> this is a terrible person. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she forced her daughter, her own daughter, into prostitution to support wow. the family. Nor did not work and re- and received money from the state of California. Nor was initially pleased with the arrangement due to the large amounts of money Sheila was earning, and allowed Sheila to leave the house whenever she pleased. 
Sheila, please go to a police station. Please. So after a few weeks, Noor became angry and accused Sheila of being pregnant and contracting a sexual transmitted disease, which Noor claimed she caught from Sheila um, by a toilet seat. <laughs> from a toilet seat. You are not serious. Yeah. I, I didn't know a person could be this capable of not, like, uh, taking responsibility for their own actions. So it's her one daughter who she killed's fault that she's fat. Mm-hmm. Now she caught an STD, and it's the daughter who she forced into prostitution. It's her fault that she that that Teresa has an STD from a toilet from a seat. toilet seat. Yeah, which I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> I don't. Know. If it is possible, yeah. it ain't what happened. She was out fucking off. Yeah, you know, cause big girls still get play. I don't don't ever get it twisted. I you know I'll never no matter how much food she eats, big girls get love. All around the world. So it wasn't like she didn't have a prospect of, of penis at her disposal, you know? Mm-hmm. So one of them dirty rascals at a fucking bar that she goes to, some Ooh. veteran VFW, Teresa. But she didn't She didn't get the transmitted disease. I thought you said she accused... Oh, I thought you were saying she accused her daughter of giving Teresa... Teresa was like how, her, how she was saying her daughter made her fat. I thought you were saying she said Sheila gave her an STD. No, Noah became She was just saying she thought Sheila, Sheila had an STD. Of being pregnant. That's my mistake. I had a, yeah. I had a, I had a whole different picture yeah. in my mind. Of what yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying, she was like, you got an STD and you gave it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she got angry at her because she had it. She said pregnant. she had an STD. She became pregnant and, and got an STD. contracted um, that's the sexual transmitted disease. So she's fucking up her money. Yep. It's, is, is the angle that I'm assuming she's mad about. How are you going to be a prostitute? Oh, wait, you're right. I am right? Wait, wait, wait. Let me read it again. Let me read it again. Let me read it again. After a few weeks, Noor became angry and accused Sheila of being pregnant uh-huh. and contracting a sexual transmitted disease, which Noor claimed she caught from Sheila via toilet seat. Yep. Shit. She's yep. fucking crazy, yep. like I said. Yeah, you're right. You're I thought right. I heard it right. Sorry. Yeah, man, that's fucking bananas as shit, man. Yeah. Take honest, I thought take I honest, man. I fucked up because I thought she was. That's why I was like, you thought she was. She was I mad she was that she, she caught, caught it. She caught it because she was because she from a, from a toilet, toilet seat. That's like what? That's a whole picture you made up in your mind. <laughs> I know you got pregnant and it got a disease from a toilet seat. Yeah. No, she's saying like she caught herpes or crabs or whatever because you gave it to me. No, no, Sheila. Yep. So Sheila initially denied the accusations. So Nora beat her, oh hog tied her, and locked her in a hot closet with no ventilation. Nor forbid her other children to give Sheila food or water or to open the door to the closet. Terry Nor um, disobeyed her mother and gave Sheila a beer. Terry Nor later said she, Teresa, wanted Sheila to confess. To what? You want people to tell people, make lies? She needs to work for the FBI. Yeah, wanted Sheila to confess. That was, that was mother's way. Wait. Oh, that that's was mother's way to beat them until they confess. Yeah. Yeah. That's like waterboarding. Yeah. You can get somebody to confess to anything they haven't done if you fucking... Beat yeah, and torture them, yeah. Um, so to, to end the punishment, Sheila confessed to being pregnant and having an STD. And, gi- no, and giving it to her. And, yeah. gi- and, and you gave it to me too, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Can I have some food, please? Yeah. Are you, I'll say whatever, man. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, so she confessed to being pregnant and having an STD, but Noor would not let her out of the closet, um, claiming that Sheila was lying. Lying about lying? She, you you're, beat, you you're trying to beat the truth out of somebody, 
And you didn't that, tell it convincingly enough. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. I don't believe that you believe it. That's what it was. Is that she probably said it sarcastically, like, "Yeah, I have, whatever. I have SCD and I'm pregnant. I have it." Yep. No, you don't believe that you do. I don't have it. <laughs> I'm telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. Not how I want to hear it. So you're in there still. I hate this woman. Yeah. I hate her. So she left her in the closet because she thought she was lying. So Sheila died three days later oh. on June 21st, 1985 of dehydration and starvation. So this woman has killed three people now. Husband, yeah, 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 yeah. two yep. kids, yep. and has six more kids. Yep. So Noor left Sheila's body in the closet for an additional three days oh. before discovering that Sheila was dead. She had to smell that. Yeah. So once again, Noor ordered her sons, William and Robert, to dispose of Sheila's body, which had begun to decompose, causing an odorous smell that filled the apartment. Oh, God. The boys uh, placed Sheila's body in a cardboard box, which they disposed in near of near the airport in Truckee, California. So Sheila's body was discovered a few hours after it had been disposed of, but was never positively identified and was classified as Jane Doe. Number six six zero seven dash eight five. Are you to you? Are these two sons culpable in in this? No, no. Because they they saw all this abuse, so they like. I mean, I gotta. Yeah, but like, why can't anybody go to the like? Is it is it because they saw scared. the first kid go to the police and nothing happened? Possibly. Like, well, I mean, if you're well, disposing of bodies, if you're disposing of bodies, man, I don't know. I don't terrifying. know, man. I don't know if I can just say you're not responsible for that. You know, I don't know. I'm that's a tough one for me. I'd have to cuz I have to imagine they're old enough to drive and go, you know what I mean, like go out on their own. Fear, man. This lady's crazy. Yeah. And that's your mom. And she's beefed up like Andre the Giant at this yeah, point. Solid. So, yeah, 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 like an ox. So even though Sheila's body had been removed from the closet, the smell of the the decomposition still lingered in the apartment. Mm. Nora became concerned that the smell and physical evidence in the closet could implicate her and Sheila's death. That's disgusting. On on September 29, 1986, Nora moved the family's belongings out of the home and ordered her youngest daughter, Terry, to burn down the apartment in an effort to destroy any physical evidence. This is nuts. Yeah. They burned the building down? The whole apartment. So, and so during that's, the yeah. that's that's nuts. Yeah. So during the night, Terry Nord dumped three containers of liquor, I mean, what, of lighter fluid on the apartment floor and set it on fire. The fire did little damage as neighbors quickly reported the fire before it spread. So they failed. Yep. The closet in which Sheila died was not damaged. After Nor, why wouldn't you? Nothing. No. After start Nord's, the fire in the yeah. closet. <laughs> They're fucking stupid, man. Yeah. That's uh, after, crazy. After Nord's arrest, investi- investigators were able to remove the subfloor from the closet to test it for physical evidence. After leaving the Sacramento apartment, Nora went into hiding. Her surviving children, who were by then legal age, um, severed their ties with their mother. Like, I'm old enough. Finally, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Nora's youngest child, 16-year-old Terry, also left her mother's care and used Sheila's identification card to pass herself off as legal adult. Jeez. The only children to remain with Noor was Robert Jr., who was then 19 years old. Noor and Robert Jr. Robert Jr. moved to Las Vegas and attempted to keep a low profile. In November 1991, Robert Noor Jr. was arrested after he fatally shot a bartender. Hanging with his mom, probably. Fatally shot a bartender in Las Vegas bar during an attempted robbery. 
He was sentenced to 16 years in prison shortly after Robert Jr. arrest. For murder? Possibly. You said fatally shot, right? During the temple robbery, yeah. 16 years? Yep. That's nuts. 16 years in prison shortly after Robert Jr.'s arrest, Nora left Las Vegas and relocated in Salt Lake City. I don't know how this lady skated for this long without yeah. facing any kind of justice. That's crazy. That's nuts, man. So after escaping her from her mother, Terry Noor attempted to report her sister's murder to the Utah police, mm-hmm. but they dismissed her sis- her stories as fiction as did a therapist she visited. Th- not even her therapist believed her? Yeah. So on October 28, 1993, Terry Noor contacted America's Most Wanted, who, sh- who asked her to contact detectives... Detectives in Placer County, California, um, which was the county in which Suzanne Body was found, uh-huh. who took her claim seriously and followed up with the investigation. The detectives linked the two John Doe's found in the area in 1984-1985 to Terry Noor's detailed stories of her sister's uh, um, of her sister's death and concluded that she was telling the truth. <coughs> yeah, yeah. So Noor's son William was arrested. Fuck is William? One of the guy, one of the sons that <laughs> that's one of the sons that was he would dispose of the bodies. I told did you they the, go by another name. I thought you said William. William. Okay, maybe I did. Okay, I don't know the other kid. I guess that was the kid that got arrested in Las Vegas. I, I would imagine, but um, uh, I, I told I don't I thought I think they're just as responsible. No, that was Robert Jr. Oh, Robert, yeah, it was Robert and William, I believe. Okay, but, okay, yeah, but no, I mean, what, what did they get? What did they get arrested for? Who? William. So William was arrested? Oh, um, Noor's son William was arrested on November 4th, 1993 in Woodland, California, where he had been living and working. For this? Uh, I would guess. See? Yep. The law is on my side. Uh, so Robert Noor Jr. was charged with his sister's murder hmm. while he was serving a 16-year sentence in, what was it, Ely? Yeah, Ely, Ely, Ely Nevada, Nevada. Ely, Nevada prison for the 1991 murder of the Las Vegas bartender. See? Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't want to hear that shit about they're scared of that mom and all that type of stuff. They were doing some fucked up stuff, man. Yeah, um, so on November 10th, 1983, Teresa Noor was arrested at her home in Salt Lake City. At the time of her arrest, Noor was using her maiden name of Cross and was working as a caretaker for a for her landlord's 86-year-old mother. Who let her take care of somebody? I don't know. So November 5th, 1983, Noor, Noor was charged with two counts of murder two counts of conspiracy to commit murder and two special circumstance charges, multiple murder and murder by torture. And they should retroactively go go back and charge her for the murder of her husband because it's like, oh, you've been getting down like this? Yeah, you oh, did we, Yeah, yeah. So Noah initially pleaded not guilty but then made a deal with the prosecution after learning that her son Robert Jr. agreed to testify against her mm. in exchange for a reduced sentence. She pleaded guilty on the condition that she be spared the death penalty. Mm. On October 17, 1995, Noor was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. She is incarcerated at California Institution for Women in Chino, California. She will be eligible for parole in 2027. I mean, she's got to be like... (laughs) She's got to be like 70 years old or something like that. I mean, I don't don't see her making it to 2027. So William Noor was was sentenced to probation in order to undergo therapy for participating in his sister Suzanne's murder in exchange for his testimony. The prosecution dropped all charges against Robert Noor Jr. except for one except for one count of being an accessory after the fact yeah. in relation to Sheila's murder. Mm-hmm. Robert Noor Jr. pleaded guilty to the, to the change and was sentenced to three years to the, in prison 
which was served con- to the charge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three years in prison, which was served concurrently with the 16-year sentence for the unrelated 19, 1991 murder of Las Vegas bartender. Mm. <clears throat> Still got away with fucking murder. Yeah, big time. So following Noah's arrest, police decided to reopen the murder case um, of her sister's Rosemary Norris. Oh. I missed that one. Yeah, me too. Rosemary Norris. Norris was found strangled at the end of... At the end of a dead-end road in Placer County in 1983 after she went grocery shopping in Sacramento. Police later identified... I mean, police later determined that Nora was not involved in Norris, in Norris' death. That must have been some other shit. Yeah, just <laughs> just, just a wild, bad yeah. coincidence. Um, after moving out of her mother's home, Terry Nora married twice and eventually moved to Sandy, Utah, where she lived with her second husband. She worked at a grocery store cashier in the same neighborhood where her mother also lived and worked before her arrest. Mm. Teresa and Terry apparently did not know they lived in close proximity and had no contact. Terry, Terry Noor died in 2003 of a heart attack at the age of 32, just three and a half months after her appearance on the cold case files. Mm. So, Miss Noor is still alive. Teresa yeah. Noor is still alive and isn't... Um, Somehow she's present. been able to just survive all the terrible deeds that she's done in her yeah. life. Um, that was um Teresa Nor Chase Cross whatever I don't know. that was Harris I don't know. that was a doozy. all them last names, but yeah she was crazy. That was a doozy. Yep. Wow. I am speechless, man. Yeah. You gotta watch out for people, man. You only know what they tell you, man. You never know, you know what somebody's really capable of. Even your parent. You don't know, you know. Jeez. Oh, oof. Rest in peace to those women. Um, and that husband, I don't know what he did, but she did that shit. Yeah. I don't I don't know what he, he might have been drinking sometimes, might have put his hands on her, uh, but she, she killed his ass. All right, and we are back, Fran. Are you ready for my affirmative murder? Yeah. Okay, so my affirmative murder this week is the story of the, of the, of the Chijin family. The Chijin? The Chijin family. The Chijin. Chijin family, yes. They're sounds from, like a bird. They're from... Because it sounds like a pigeon? Yeah. Real original. <laughs> uh, I was inspired to do this story because, as you know, I I love cults. And one of the stories that's been really developing over the last couple months is the story of this lady named Lori Vallow. Her kids have been missing for months, and she's just been kind of just saying no comment And when people ask her where her kids are. And she's been mm-hmm. island hopping in Hawaii and... You know, her ex-husband ended up dead, and then the man that she's married to ended up dead, and it turns out that they're in some weird doomsday cult that's a offshoot of the Latter-day Saints and all this kind of stuff. And I believe that she met a man, he converted her to his crazy religion, and he killed his wife to, so he could marry her, and then in some kind of crazy scenario, her brother ends up killing her ex-husband, and now the kids are missing, most likely deceased, and they, she has finally been arrested um, for whatever she was arrested for. But I think that the story ends with she, her kids are buried somewhere dead. So it's really sad. But the cult aspect of how I started to figure out how this went wrong with her and what happened over the last year that made her get to the point that she's at now. I was like, I want to do a cult story this week. Yeah. And that led me to the Chidgen family. Yeah. Hold on. Can I, um, I have some mic malfunction over here. Oh, yeah, please. I'm can I, um... 
<laughs> All right, we've had some uh, mic difficulties. Fran is now holding the mic like yeah. Martel Jordan. Yep. And <laughs> this is my talk show now. I'm interviewing you at this point. Uh, as, as I was saying, uh, my affirmative murder this week, I wanted to do a cult story this week, and my affirmative murder is the story of the Chidgen family. Chidgen. No relation to pigeons. No relation to pigeon or chicken or some kind of fusion of a chicken and a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put family in quotations because they're not technically a family. Okay. Or like in any sense of the word, they're not a family. Uh, but my sources were rebelcircus.com and bizarrepedia.com, hmm. which I don't know if I've used before, but it was, you know, it was, it was informative. Uh, so, <clears throat> the Chijin family was a South Korean gang formed in 1993. Okay, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, they do. They got, they, it's a whole lot of gang shit over in South Korea, you know. Uh, they were report, they reportedly uh, were, were a, a gang that practiced cannibalism. Okay. Kim Ki Hwan, an ex-convict, was the founder of the gang. His primary motivation, reportedly, was his hatred of the rich. Hmm. He gathered together a, a group of friends with similar sentiments towards the upper class. One of which was a distinct was a disgruntled employee from one of Seoul's most expensive department stores, who gave a list of the customers who spent money, who spent the most money. That I, I won't go too much into detail about that because that comes back up later in the story and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll divulge that. Uh, but their big plan was to kidnap and extort rich people for the their money. Gotcha. Uh, totaling eight in number with one woman in the group, the gang set out in their quest on infliction of harm on the rich. Wait, so they was like for ransom? Yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything that indicated wealth attracted them to their victim. Fancy cars and expensive clothes and jewelry attracted them to the one who had them on. So they saw somebody balling out and they're like, keep an eye on him. We're going to follow him home. Yeah. Boom. Get him. Tie him up. Call his family. Da, 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 da. Uh, even just a general fancy lifestyle could easily put you in the gang's crosshairs. They would hunt their victim down until they abduct them uh, and bring their li- bring their lives to a painful end. One twisted aspect of the Chijin family's evil plot was, after abducting their seemingly wealthy targets, they would contact the family for ransom money, and they were always paid. But no matter how much these families and loved ones gave away as ransom, the victims were never set free. They were, rather, treated in the most disrespectful of ways before being killed. So they would get the ransom money, and they'd just kill them anyway. A la one of my favorite Denzel Washington movies, Man on Fire, which I believe I've spoke to you about and you said you haven't seen. No. Great movies. Dakota Fanning. It's it's little kid Dakota Fanning, some of her best acting. And it's Denzel Washington just destroying a cartel. Hmm. You should watch it, man. It's really good. I am. I like Denzel. One of my favorite actors. It's Denzel before he got, he's at the point now where it looks weird when he's running and stuff. So he, action stuff looks weird. I still like it. But this is pre that though. Okay. Still like handsome Denzel, not... He looks like a kind of starting to look like a granddad, Denzel. Anyway, I'll continue. Yeah. Some people well, used to tell me I look like Denzel when I was like, you know, in my, in my youth, prime youth, they told me I look like, you know, prime Denzel. I've been told. By who? By older women? I don't need to. I don't need to divorce. That, that's like an older woman com- uh, compliment. Well, I, you know, I maybe. If I a 17 year old was telling you like Denzel, I'm like, what? <laughs> was that not, <sighs> that wasn't hot when we no. were 17? No, it wasn't. <laughs> 
insulted. You look like Denzel Washington. Like, uh, what are you? He's 47. What are you, 40? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, the woman was you, 40? I just got my permit. So I don't want to look like a 47-year-old man. Uh, back to the story. Uh, after slaughtering their victims, the Chijin family members would cook them and eat their flesh uh, in what was the most bizarre case of cannibalism in South Korea at the time. Their belief was that the eating of their victims' flesh would give them courage, which is why Kim Ki-won named their gang Maskan in the first place after their formation. So initially he named them Maskan, which was supposed to be, for them, a Greek word that they thought meant courage. However, there is no such word in the whole of the Greek vocabulary. So they made up this name Maskan, yeah. and we're like, it means, it means courage in Greek. That's not a word at all. You know, it's like it's like on Soprano on the Sopranos. They they call this uh, deli meat. They're like, oh, that's that's the gabagool. Mm. Gabagool is not a word. Sounds cool. It does sound cool. It sounds very Italian. I'll yeah. go into Italian restaurants all the time. It might be racist, but I'll just, you know, hey, uh, let me get this. Sweetie. You know, it's just I like to just get in that bag sometimes, especially if the waiter's Italian. I really. Just, oh, oh, my own. Oh, I love it. Kiss my fingers. I do a lot of racist shit at Italian restaurants, but they seem to like it. We have a banter and a rapport. It, you Probably know. because they want to get paid. I mean, you don't have to make it that way. That makes okay. me sound like a villain. You know, I don't think so. I think we have a thing, and at the end of the night, I give them their tip, and we had a yeah. good, we had a nice, we had a, we had a ball. Yeah, well, you know? this guy's a racist piece of shit, but I'll take his tip, so I'll just live with it. Wow. Okay. That yeah. Okay. Yeah, that hurt a little bit. You know. Yeah. I mean. You know. I, I mean. I think. I think me and Valentino had a good time. Had a blast. He was in. You know recommending some good vinos and, mm-hmm. and, and you know i had the scallops you know and they were seared perfectly and i wouldn't say he thought i was racist because i you know i said told him to say hello to his mother for me i don't think that's racist okay. did i say it in a new jersey kind of way and like kiss my fingers yeah but like we we had a kinship we were friends at the end of the night all right don't call me racist man i'll all fuck right. you up <laughs> okay nigger uh <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say what I, what I, my original thought was after you said this. Okay, gonna yeah. that's, that's gonna yeah, go. Move on. That's gonna. Uh... Yeah, we'll have to see what it's gonna do. Uh, <laughs> after their victims were cannibalized, their remains were either. <laughs> <laughs> I need to finish my story, man. Stop. <laughs> uh, that went home, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, after their victims were cannibalized, their remains were either buried in the countryside or burned. Reportedly, the gang had an, had an incinerator installed in a cabin specifically for that purpose, for the disposal of bodies and the destruction of evidence. A point came when they decided they needed to be very sure they would not make any mistakes in their abductions. Basically, there was basically this is saying they didn't want to uh, be killing broke boys because they were pretending to look rich. Yeah. They wanted to make sure that the people they, they kidnapped were really, really had money. Because yeah. it's easy to just... And worth like, it. Exactly. It's easy to look like you got money. Then you pick some money. I was like, I'm in debt, man. This... I shouldn't have bought this outfit. I still got the tags on. They yeah. pulled the tag. I was going to take this back tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and then you're like, fuck, man. We gotta, now we got to kill this dude. We're not going to make any money from it. Yeah. So they, in order to 
assure that they would have, you know, kidnapped the most lucrative people because by this time they had already set up a, a series of like, they, they had it running like a, like a business. The operation was very successful and they were collecting a whole bunch of ransoms and they had became, and it, um, it only made them more daring and bold. So they felt like they could go to a bigger scale. So what they did was they, uh, the, the Chidgen family were able to secure the Hyundai garages mailing list through one of the disgruntled employees who had a connection with the gang. And uh, it, it was basically a comprehensive list. So basically the Hyundai garage is this very, uh, it's this very, it's this place where like the richest and most lucrative and influential people of in Seoul, Korea go to buy, you know, whatever they buy. I don't know if it's cars specifically, but Hyundai is like a big company. They do, they do more than just, um, sell cars hmm, okay. so yeah so they're big so anybody who goes there who's on this mailing list has money so it's like an exclusive exclusive list yes okay. it's like a list of our it's like a list of our uh 100 most they they spend the most money here hmm. so they had they had and then their hand that's how you like get in. huh well, how you get in what's the criteria to get in i don't know if it's like you how you get oh. in i think it's just you know if you come in it's like how it's like having cloud at a store that you go to if you go in all the time and you spend a thousand dollars every time People you go in you. there. When you, yeah, when you walk in, it's, they, they stop talking to the guy looking at the the Puma shell toes. You know, yeah. like, this guy's gonna spend money here. Everybody go wait on him hand and foot. Yeah. So it was. It's a list of those people. But in their hands, that's a death list. So uh, hunting their prey among the rich, who uh, who patronize Hyundai Garage store became very easy for them. And so their evil acts once more prevailed. On the list were about 1,200 names of the most active patrons of the Hyundai Garage Store. These customers were topping the chart for those who used credit cards for their purchases. They became sitting ducks for Kim Ki-hwan and his gang. And so they continued with their twisted trade, collecting ransoms, kidnapping, torturing, slaughtering, maiming, and killing their victims. And of course, eating their flesh. Their disgraceful deeds also included rape. So they were doing all kind of stuff. Also, keep in mind, these people never go back. So that's it. They take the ransom and they kill them. And eat them. Yeah, sometimes. And rape them. Sometimes that as well. Oh, so they don't do this all the time? I think, I think, I I would say probably, if I had to guess, I would say more times than not. It's not like they rape. They don't have a choice but to kill them. I mean, if you have a, if you have a mask on and you get the ransom money, you could let a person go in okay. theory. But to ensure that you have the highest probability of not getting caught, yeah, yeah, you probably or is this a cover up? What do you mean? The money cover up? Maybe they just like. Well, no, they it. they don't. Well, they're killing them because they hate rich people. Okay, that's the motive for this whole thing. But what if it, it wasn't though? What if they go? They wanted it for the money, but they just like killing people. So they go, they, they do it for the money. Hey, man, they could just like killing people. But yeah. I can only tell you the story that I read. Okay. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if, if, if that's all a trick. <laughs> uh, it's disguise. Yeah, it's all just a master of disguise. Uh, uh, in September 1994, the Chichen family abducted a woman who was taken to their infamous cabin for the same gruesome fate. Hmm. She was viciously, viciously gang raped by the gang and forced to undergo a multitude of experiences that brought her emotional trauma on top of the gang rape. Are, are any of these people like famous people? No. 
Oh, they just rich. I mean, they might be famous in Korea. Oh, you mean like the people like that they were kidnapping? Yeah. Again, they. I mean, they could be. They could be famous in Korea. Okay. You know, I, but I don't. No, it wasn't like Bong Joon Ho, the dude that directed the movie that won the Oscar this year. It, I don't know. Is he from they, Korea? He's South Korean. Yeah. Oh. And Donald Trump shit all over. Is that, that the movie. bad Korea? No, North Korea is the bad. Korea. Oh, that's what Kim Jong Un. Yeah, it's Kim Jong Un. Oh. Yeah, big big time bad time place. Yeah. He loves Dennis Rodman though. <laughs> yeah. That's his guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she faced all kind of emotional trauma on top of being gang raped. Check this shit out. She was forced to shoot another kidnapped victim in the head. Hmm. And she was also made to hold another victim down while they were killed by suffocation with a plastic bag by one of the Chijin family. Wow. So they had her just, you know, participating and that fucks you up. Am I getting away with this? Am am I, are you going to let me go? That's what I would be asking. uh, I would too. But I don't know. Because if not, then I'm not doing it. Well, then they kill you. But I'm not getting away. So just do it now. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, man. You have a lot of stances on this show that I don't. When well, you say stuff, and I'm like, I don't believe you, man. Probably like, not. Not to go back on it, but again, just touch on it briefly. You saying you wouldn't suck a dick to live is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I, I'm doing what I got to do to survive. I my said guy. no, 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 no. You got two kids. I now. said that if I didn't have kids. Yeah, yeah, you did. You created this whole straw man argument, yeah. like in an alternate parallel if universe. I if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't do da 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 da. No, sir. But right now, this friend in this world, yeah, with my yes, okay, Not thank even you. Thinking That's about all it. I have to say. That's all. I, you know, I, we don't have to go into details about it. But you, can't. you went into details. I didn't go into details with it. I'm just, I well, because you were saying no, 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 I wouldn't do that. But I'm talking about no. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about you in the details. I said I would do it. Yes, if I had my my family right now. Yes, I would do it. I don't. You said that. you you said you would do it, and how you would do it? I'll bust them down. Yeah, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not lost. Me. See, you lost me now. Nah. If if those were the like, if that was like what you had to do. No, I'm not doing it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you had to go ham. <laughs> nope. I mean, Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry. I see y'all uh <laughs> when y'all get there. Sam at the crossroads. Nah man, I'm not going out nah, like that. Nah. I'm I nah, I'm going No ahead. way. I'm going hard as a motherfucker. Nope. Let them know who I am. Nah, well don't let them know who I am. Nah. Blur, blur my face out when it's in the newspaper. This dude did what he had to do to survive. I'm some BuzzFeed article. Nah. nah. nah blur my face out. Be on Twitter, everybody like, nah. This dude had a fucking <laughs> <laughs> I might be on the news with a blurred face like, I did what I had to do to survive, you know, just cuffed his balls, and, you know. <laughs> I guac walked on it, you know, I just had to. <laughs> We're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, no, seriously, though. So this woman did end up escaping, right? So um, according to her, according to her, she escaped. I wasn't able to find specifically how she escaped, uh-huh. but it is detailed as this daring escape, which led to. This daring escape that she made, which is apparently somewhat close to a miracle, however she got away, I couldn't find the details of that. I looked. I couldn't find it. I don't know how yeah. she got away. Yeah. But this woman's daring escape is what led to opening the can of worms concerning the atrocious acts of the infamous gang because she went to the police when she yeah. got away. Mm-hmm. And they were subsequently uh, rounded up and arrested and sentenced to, um, to a court date for trial and eventual conviction. On the 1st of November, 1994, they were found guilty of murder of burying a number of their victims' bodies on the hillsides and sentenced to death for the murder of five people. Mm. 
During the sessions of interrogation, one member admitted the fact that he ate a victim's flesh after having dismembered them. Of course, he would not be the only one among the gang to confess to practicing cannibalism. Mm. However, in all of the trials in their subsequent conviction, the Chijin family gang members never showed remorse for their atrocious uh, crimes. They were brazen and made uh, unrepentant statements with impunity. So they were smiling and saying, oh, and this is the biggest thing. They, They said, the family said that they had just one regret. And that regret was not having killed more victims and not having eaten more flesh. Where's the... That's what I'm talking about. The money's not even, like, coming up in this. Well, no, that's what I mean. The money was the money was inconsequential. The money was a benefit that they had, but they just wanted to kill rich people. It had nothing. It was just they didn't like rich people. We want to kill rich people, but we'll also take, take your money. Take your money, yeah, and, and rape make them us and kind of eat. a rich a little bit. They wanted to stick it to rich people. I wonder when people do cannibalism. Are they just eating it like fresh cut, fresh sliced skin? Yeah, I imagine. Are I think about this it, often because sometimes, some, sometimes I'll bite my forearm just to see if I have the the will to do it. Yeah, to bite through. Why? I never do. Why? Well, they say that's the that's the sign of a if you um are crazy. Okay. Like if you can bite through your own skin, mm. you're capable of anything. Mm. And to this day, I haven't been able to do it yet. Probably could if you wanted to. Well, no, that's it's not a want or an, or a not want. You oh. either can or you can't. You either have the capability to harm yourself in that way. Just what if, you buy, what if you buy like a little piece of skin off your finger? I do that all the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I do that all the time. I get my. What does that mean? Little, that mean you crazy? Uh, too? It, means, it means you like how your skin tastes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I do that. You know, nibble them a little bit. You know, whatever yeah. on sides. But I mean, I'm talking about taking a chunk out of your forearm. You know, but I imagine if I was to take an arm and you know, especially how I get down, like how I do, my, how I sear my steaks. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? if you you cut a nice slice of hand off, a nice slice of forearm, maybe bicep, season it up, grill it, it'll get to a point where you grill it and you could cut into it like it's just chicken or something. Hmm. That is what I imagine most cannibals do. Is that the and skin that's a different or thing? Or is that meat? It's meat. You go deep. You get you a nice, you know, get you a nice hock. I wonder if you can. Meat. I wonder if you can taste the difference though. I don't know. I, I like. I was, gonna, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I I would want to um do a blind taste test, but I don't want to eat people. <laughs> How would you get that? Oh, you got to go to somewhere dark, man. Yeah, you got to go to like sing. Oh, you got to go like Singapore or like you got to go somewhere dark, man. You got to go somewhere where there's no rules to do a blind a blind meat taste where it's like is this is this cow, chicken or Steve? Mm. You know, I don't I wouldn't want to do it, but who knows what it tastes like? I don't know. I would do it not knowing. That's what I mean. Oh, what, okay. if, what if somebody gave you a street taco and you ate it? And then the camera popped up from around po- a camera popped up from around the corner with Steve Harvey and it's like, guess what, man? You're on our hidden camera game show. That's not Cal. That's people meat. Yeah. You know. I don't know. What if it's delicious? I don't want to find out though. Yeah. I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna finish this off and then we can discuss further about eating people. Uh. So yeah. So they they their only regret was that they didn't kill more people and eat more flesh. They said to them that would have given them. Uh, more satisfaction and fulfillment than any other thing they possibly could have gotten out of the situation. Mm. So more than the money. Yeah. Killing them and eating them was more satisfactory than the money. Mm. And uh, that was the affirmative murder of the Chichen family. I don't think it's worth it, though. But it's more about the money. I'm focused on the money too much. Maybe that's why. Oh, you're saying like kidnapping people? Yeah. For money? Yeah. It's definitely not worth it. But if you're, if that's like, if that's goal B... And goal A is to kill, p- rich, to kill people. rich people. They were nailing that. Yeah. So they were absolutely nailing nailing their goals. Um. 
Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all I got. Uh, the Chijin family. The Chijin family from South Korea. I think that this is prime for some kind of. This should be Bong Joon Ho, Bong Joon Ho's follow up to Parasite. I mean that that would be an insane movie. It would be might be too graphic for 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 people to see for audiences. I didn't to see, see that movie. Herb was good. It is really good. It's really good. And he won like ten awards, right? Something like that. Yeah, he won mad awards at the Oscars. He won best film, best best picture, and Donald Trump was not happy about that at all. Um, he, was that here or was that in South Korea? Was what the movie? Was it filmed? The here? movie was filmed in South Korea, and it's in South Korean language. It's just, it's a foreign film. It's subtitles. That's the movie I was telling you about. Where oh, like, no, I can watch that then. That's too much work. Come on, man. There's a, a lot of talking in we're it. Better than yeah, it's a movie. No, like, come on, we're better than that, man. You I gotta look up and down. It's too much. Work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too much work. That makes yeah. me tired. The amount of work is too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't see it then. Yeah. <laughs> if it's too much, I don't. Is want it you... like? Is it like Godzilla? No, oh. it's like it's Godzilla in South Korea, right? Japan. Oh, I think close. Close. Not that right. All right, we're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. What we're gonna. Man, do hold this mic. Uh, I don't know. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> give me more. I feel like you're more confident. You've been doing a lot of like pointing it my way and yeah. making gestures towards me. It's kind of like aggressive, but I'm into it. Hey, man, do what you feel, man. Yeah, whatever. I, I want you to express yourself on this podcast. It's a little hot in here. It is, right. man. But we're about to wrap up. You know, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what else is hot? The world and getting to these good vibes. I don't know. That was a bad transition. But we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right, folks. Welcome to another segment of Good Vibes. We're here to get you all warm and fuzzy so you can go out and destroy the world with positivity and happiness. Friend, do you have a story for me or would you like me to go first? You can go first. Okay, cool. My Good Vibes this week is a little different. Uh, uh, this So this parenting, this, this couple who has kids put out this their comprehensive list on how to get trick kids into eating vegetables okay. you know we have a lot of parents out there listening i have a parent in front of me sophia yeah. has i'm assuming you know what is what does a four-year-old have like six teeth eight teeth i don't know what do they have something enough like to eat vegetables yeah. or something right so i'm gonna tell you the 10 comprehensive tips life hacks okay. to get sophia to eat those vegetables that she needs to eat man you don't want her to have you know uh you know uh you know she needs those vitamins so she can grow strong and get on yeah. get on a team she's the vegetables Vegetables. Uh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. They're vegetables. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, <laughs> number one, allowing your child to help you cook the meals so they will be more likely to eat them. That's super sweet and adorable. Something you could do with with, yeah. with Sophia mm-hmm. and any other parents out there listening who are having a hard time getting their kids to eat uh, vegetables because they because you foolishly let them taste the deliciousness of a chicken McNugget at their age. Yeah. I now know what's in a McNugget, so I don't I won't eat that stuff, but uh, at a at a at that age, at that age, I mean there's nothing better than a McNugget, man. When's the last time you saw me eat a McNugget? Stop contradicting what I'm saying, man. I'm you know I don't eat McNuggets, man. Okay. I don't eat them. That's not a crazy thing to say. I'm not being bougie. You eat you eat uh, nuggets from Chick Fil A. Those are not the same thing, and don't you? Yeah, there's a lot same thing. Yeah, so, I don't even know why you said that. That was pretty disrespectful. What are you doing? You crazy? 
I'm gonna continue my story, man, because it's good vibes. I don't even know why you said that. It yeah. really almost I almost jumped up and got at you all about yeah. that one. Uh, number two, letting your child pick their own healthy snacks. Okay. Make sure they're the healthy ones, though. You take them to the healthy aisle. You're like, oh, look, raisins on a celery. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Sophie likes celery. Really? Yeah. It's not why. much to like. Does she like it with some peanut butter or just nope. eating celery? Yep. Correct that thing. It's like water, man. That's, and that's not bad. It's not a bad thing to be, you know? Yeah, no. sure. I think celery is one of those foods that you burn more calories eating it than than eating it. You know what I mean? Because the crunching. Yeah. Because it's a lot of, it's mostly water. Yeah, eating ranch is delicious. Bingo. Yeah, I I I exclusively enjoy all my vegetables with some kind of. It has to have some kind of dressing. Yeah, I'm not just gonna eat a carrot. I gotta dip that thing in peanut butter or ranch dressing. Yeah, but pickles are pickled. They have vinegar on them. Yeah, Sophie loves pickles. Oh, pickles are great, man. I don't know how healthy pickles are though. But it's a vegetable. I could be wrong. Yeah. Number four, only letting your child eat dessert if they finish their vegetables. Little bit of old school parenting. Yeah. Clear your plate. You get some matcha and ginger uh, gelato, or whatever ice cream you get from CVS. Yeah. Uh, switching the packaging from an unhealthy snack to a healthy snack. So you put the you put the uh, you put the 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 vegetable straw chips in the Doritos bag. Sophie likes those too. Really. Yep. This isn't even for you, then, man. Your kids no. on the, your kids on the ball, man. He loves. Make those. sure you don't introduce her to too much fast food, because that's what does it. If you don't let your kid have soda too much, they won't be craving soda and crying about soda. You let them drink water and healthy juices and stuff. You don't introduce them to that stuff, and they won't go crazy about it. But what do I know? I don't even have kids. Yeah. But I I know about being a fat kid though. Yeah. I can tell you that. You know, it's no way I should be dictating my mom like I'm hungry. Let's go to Carl's Juniors. Carl's Juniors. I shouldn't be telling my mom that at eight. And she go. She Nobody on her way to Carl's Juniors? Huh? Where's their Carl's Juniors? I used to live in Vegas, man. Oh, I, they okay. had plenty right. of Carl's Juniors out there. Okay. But, you know, or here, you know, take me to, I want to go to Taco Bell. Ugh. I mean, sorry. I don't even know what you're doing, man. That's, that's crazy. Taco Bell? Do you eat Taco Bell still now? I mean, I, if I, I'll, oh, that's I'll, I'll go get a chalupa from time to time if I'm if I've had some drinks. We went to the bar and I'm, I want a midnight food and I'm hungry. It's dog food. I would need that. It's not dog food, man. Okay, it's cat food. Anyway, right. uh, bribing your child with a treat to get them to finish their dinner. Okay, you know, boom. Number seven, letting your child put a little ketchup on things they don't like so that they'll enjoy the taste of it. Or we'll substitute, because I'm not putting ketchup on a cucumber. Yeah. We'll substitute that for dressings. Yeah. Put a dressing on ketchup. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they're white. Yeah. Uh, I think that's I think like as that spicy way. as like, put some ketchup on a carrot. It's like, mm. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight, using using the one more bite rule over and over again until they finish their meal. That's, that's like, just like oh, torture. One more bite. One more bite. Yeah, one, one, one more. Bite. One more. Then it's gone. Then yeah. they can go. Number nine. Buying snacks with characters your child likes on the packaging so they will be more likely to eat them. Okay. I think this is That's not giving. Idea. This is, yeah, this is, this is saying like, are kids dumb? Yeah. You know better than me. That's a lot of work. Switching packages? I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Well, if she just eats the veggie straws, you don't even have to do it. Oh, she loves it. But those. if you put the veggie straws in the Doritos bag, if you have to get to that point, you gotta do what you gotta the do. The veggie straws are kind of good though. I just don't they eat They are. They're little, they kind of taste like, um, remember, what are those, remember those chips that like, if you had a pack, you have the variety pack, right? Yeah. There's there's plain potato chips, mm-hmm. and then you eat those, and then there's like the weird textured, but they're still salty 
plain potato chips, but they're weird, uh, kind of funyuny texture. But they're they're salty potato chips. Oh, what did they call the bag? No, no, no. They're the bag is like red, but it's shiny. Oh, what are they called? Oh my God! Red and it's shiny. It's red and it's shiny, and they're always like the last, some of the last chips in the back. They're 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 potato chips, I potato think, chips. but they're salty. They taste like a, they taste like the you know they're supposed to be a salty potato chip, but the texture's kind of weird and a little. Oh God, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, nah. Fuck it. Somebody knows what I'm talking about, man. It's a red shiny bag. I can almost I can almost read the words on the bag. But I can't. Oh, they almost have the texture of a pork grind, but it's not a pork grind. Oh, fuck, that's going to bother me. Hmm. God damn. Okay. Um, and a variety pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What variety pack is that? The, not the not the popping one. Oh, okay. Yeah, not the popping variety pack. I don't know nothing about that one. Uh, you know, at the variety pack, it's always like, at least in my house, it was, you know, Cheetos would make it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Party mix? Party mix always make it to the end. Yeah. That's always everything's gone. It's a par- it's party mix and Cheetos left. Yeah, Fritos, plain original Fritos. Yeah, yes, Fritos. Original Fritos will mm-hmm. be left in there. They're not getting topped off out of the gates. Out of the gates, I'm going for masterpiece barbecue. Yeah. Um, sour cream and onion, mm-hmm. a Dorito that if it's, if it's Doritos in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, original will be left in there. Mm-hmm. Party mix, um, Cheetos, and this chip that I'm talking about. Oh, pretzels. Pretzels, yeah, pretzels for sure. Pretzels. Yeah. Combine, I've grown a like for pretzels in my combine, adult life. You combine the pretzels with the with the regular. That's chips. well, you're when you're desperate, Fine. you got it. Yeah, when you're desperate, you got to make do. But it is, it does, it does change things. Because in the party mix, there's only a couple pretzels in there. Yeah. But if you overload the cheesiness and all that shit that's going on in there with some pretzels, it's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make do when you're at that bottom of the bag. Yeah. But the sandwich's got to get eaten, and I'm not gonna eat this the sandwich without crunchy chips. So I'll eat some Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. You know, with that. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about being healthy again. That was a crazy, that was a super fat moment we just had. We're going to jump back into being healthy. Uh, Last, number 10, the final tip, making faces with the food so your child will be entertained and be more likely to eat the food, almost distracted, plain, you know, doing the plain noises and all that kind of stuff. Oh, boom. Oh, it's a bomb on your tongue. Oh, you know, or whatever games you play with. I don't have any kids. I don't know. You don't do any of those? No. You never been like, oh, plain. And then it goes, open your mouth the tunnel. When you a child, when they're babies, yeah. Well, you have a baby. Not with he doesn't. You don't do that with the boob. No. What? How you? What? No. You you like you hold the boob and you take Stephanie. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Uh, cool. My bad. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's my little uh, good vibes tips for uh, you know b- bonding with your child over healthy foods. Thanks. Um, don't know how a lot of, if a lot of people use those those uh, tips, but I think more people do the airplanes than you think. Yeah. You know, um, you're, too, oh, you're too cool. I'm praying. Oh, I'm praying. Oh, I don't do uh, plane noise. No, so I did it when she was younger. Well, she she's was still young, man. You, she might like planes. No, she's too big for that. <laughs> um, so my, what was I about to say? Oh, good vibe this week. I was about to say for the murder. Good vibe, good vibe this week is about um, these off-duty police officers are a perfect example of how couples who dine together also protect and serve together. Okay. So Detective Chase McCohen and Officer Nicole McCohen had been married mm. for six months after meeting each other as co-workers at the Elizabethtown Police Department. Mm. The couple had been out on their weekly Saturday night date at um, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers in Louisville, oh, Kentucky. Raising Cane's is good. It is? It's just Chicken Fingers. But is they it have, black owned? 
No, you oh. you only are you only so are you only buying from black owned <laughs> black owned businesses? Why'd you say that? Sound like black owned? No, it's raising canes. It's chicken fingers, but it's chicken fingers, but they also give you like a really good toast bread, and they have good dipping sauces. But it's just chicken fingers. Okay, but it's good though. Um, so when a man entered the restaurant wearing a mask, at first the McCombs thought the man needed help, but when they saw the cashier raise her hands in in alarm. They realized that the man was attempting to rob the restaurant at gunpoint. Mm. I saw her hands go up like this, and I'm like, is he doing what I think he's doing? That's a different kind of um, way to react when you're a police officer than what a normal person, how a normal person. Yeah, getting in the mix. When you go like, hey, is he doing what I think he's doing? Analyzing it, yeah. Cause For me, it's be- like, is he? Pew! I'm gone. <laughs> Uh yeah, so she so she goes, is he doing what I think he's doing? And as she recalled the evening events at a news conference on Tuesday, and Chase was like, Yeah. There was literally literally no question. We just looked at each other. Mm-hmm. Is this is this what's going on? Like it's yeah, like, like Do we need to pull the hammer out? <laughs> this is like is is this what's going on? Yeah. Let's go, Chase added. We just did what we felt like we had to do. Security footage then showed Mr. and Mrs. McCohen drawing their firearms Munchos! and advancing on the 30-year-old suspect, warning him to drop his gun. This robber runs out of the door with the McCohens in his in hot pursuit. He was eventually taken into custody after the married police officer cornered him in a nearby residential yard and held him at gunpoint until backup arrived. Uh. So they first shared their dinner at Raising Cane's on their wedding night. Chase and Nicole had been going there every Saturday night, but this week was by far the most eventful date set. Uh, eventful date since. Yeah, that was like a, it turned into a, a romantic comedy action movie. Yeah, so they it's like they got a picture where they like they it's like him on the left side uh-huh. and she's on the right side and they just got their weapons up back to back. Yep, like just, bad boys. No, 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 no. They like oh, pointing, okay. walking towards them, like you know, drop the weapon. Did like, they do that for the story? <laughs> or no, did this, the, rob, it's, did the, it's, the robber took a photo? This is vi- this is oh the camera, camera footage. footage. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought I was thinking like a movie poster. Nah. Yeah, so he came in the wrong. Yeah, he came in the wrong place the that wrong night. Place, the wrong, yeah. So they do have a video. I mean, he came in like a with like a Jabberwocky mask on. <laughs> they thought he was a Jabberwocky. Yeah, but why would you why would you rob that? Why would you rob? I don't know, man. It's just that's not worth. Well, man. what would you rob? Tell me. Go all out. If you're gonna do something, go all that out. could possibly put you in jail. Go for the fence. Swing for yeah, the fence. Yeah. Why would you go something? For, Raising Cane's, Chicken and Waffles, whatever the place is called. <laughs> but maybe he thought, like, nobody's going to miss this money. This is an easier hit. 50 Bones. You need yes, money that bad, 50 Bones. Some people do, man. It's a tough world out there. Now look what. Now you in jail. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, well, I exclaimed during your thing, Munchos. Munchos what? That's what I yelled. That's the name of the chip. I don't remember. Munchos. Let me show you a picture of them. Munchos. You remember them, man. You got to remember the Munchos, bro. That's the Munchos right there. Oh yeah, yeah. They like they take they're they're the textures a little weird, but they're just salty chips. Yeah, salty chips. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're potato chips. I don't know what variety pack those are in. They might that. not have been in a variety pack. Might have yeah. been at my grandmother's house. You know, you know, grandparents buy like the weird snacks. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, Munchos is what I meant to say. But yeah, that's cool, man. You know, police officer. You remember um, um, what was the ginger snaps? Yeah, yeah. They still sell those. I would assume. I feel like that's one of those staple kind of. Snacks. I gotta give you like a Werther's original. I just had a taste of those the other day for some crazy. I don't reason. like those. They're they're hot. They're spicy. I like them. They come in that weird paper bag. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like things that are not like a hot fry or a hot Cheeto is supposed to be hot. But ginger snaps are sweet. 
but they burn my tongue. I like them. Well, I'm not a fan. But I also have ginger matcha um, matcha ice cream in the fridge. But it doesn't burn my tongue. I don't like ginger in too much. I don't like ginger to be the star of the movie. I like ginger to be like a nice supporting role, like coming up on the back end. I don't mm-hmm. like it to be coming out out of the gates. You don't like gingerbread cookies? No. Okay. I don't like those at all. They're very mm-hmm. hard. I like my cookie soft. Me too. I've never met a I've never met a soft gingerbread cookie. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, it's just an acquired taste. I don't like anything you bite. It's like, Scock! yeah, you know, it's, you know. But then when you keep chewing them, you put a whole bunch of them in your mouth, and then it get all soft. You dip them in some milk. I think you know you can change you can change the change the alchemy of the cookie, make it you know the texture nice and soft. Um, that's been cookie talk. Um, but yeah, yeah no munchos, man. Munchos is what munchos. I was talking about. Um, they might not have been in a variety pack. They no, might just had a couple so. of bags of munchos. But yeah, no, that was what I was thinking of. Um. That's all I really got, man. I think yeah. we covered some cool topics. I think this was a good episode. Um, <clears throat> I, le- I really, you know, was taken aback by your affirmative murder. It was jarring, to say the least. It was a very up and down kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, as far as Fran on film. What about it? I just want to let you know I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. Uh, we got to give the people what they want, man. Um, Is it really what they want or what? Are, are we really going to still play this game, man? You don't know the hype of that was happening in the streets, man? No. Not aware even a little bit. Nope. Yeah, man, you set the streets on fire, man. I think mm-hmm. I think in order to prepare people, I think we should give them a little taste on the way out. You know? So, hmm. what I'm going to say, what I'm, here's what I'm going to do, right? Um. Hmm... Mm, let's go with the life of Pi. Fran. The life of Pi. Yeah, Fran. I've seen uh, this movie. You saw Life of Pi? Nope, lying. <laughs> Didn't see that, was, that was shocking to me for a second. Yeah. I was like, of all the movies, you've mm-hmm. seen Life of Pi. Anyway, the life of Pi. Fran, what is, uh, what is the life of Pi about? The life of Pi. Um, first thought, I would think the life of Pi is about this, uh, guy who is a professor. Okay. Who is, um, a certified, uh, mathematician. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, what he's trying to do is, I'm just, I can't give you the whole thing, so I give you snippets. Okay. Yeah, you so, don't want. We're not. We're only giving them a taste. We, we yeah. they, they're gonna have. So to, he's yeah. a certified mathematician. Uh huh. Who is trying to save the world? Oh. With numbers. Right. Sounds like a TV show. With numbers. Using pi. Using the pi formula. Okay. And saving the world. Okay. But. Okay. Well, here we go. To be continued. Okay, I can't. <laughs> gonna leave him on the edge like that yeah. i respect it man yeah so yeah so i can't uh, i can't just be giving out thoughts like that y'all just y'all taking my 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 uh my my writings and then going to sell them and mm, i can't can't do that mm, i respect that i respect that yeah. okay well fran on film is tbd but it's gonna be in the works you just got a taste of it here right here folks exclusively yeah. um we will keep you guys posted when we will go down with that venture and, and go down that road and take that journey uh until then I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by the enigmatic, the uh, culture shifting, the legend, Franco Evans. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 